Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park First thing she asked me when I got out of the bathroom was, what was that hanging off of your butt? <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New oh, Year. Oh, yeah, this is going to be our Christmas episode. We write for Cinema Sins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the Cinema Sins universe as well. Yeah, you're likely hearing this uh, on Christmas or the day after Christmas. So, Merry Christmas mm-hmm. and a Happy New Year. And happy holidays. Our gift to you is an awkward show. Or happy Wednesday. (laughs) Why is it going to be an awkward show today? Because now I'm thinking about how everything has to be so fun and so present. Okay. Now, when you say present, you mean present under the tree or you mean like being here in the moment? Both. I struggle with both. I was going to (laughs) say. Pressure is on. (laughs) Shut down your Discord if you want to have a present episode. Uh, You know what? I haven't been on Discord the past two episodes. Oh, I'm sad I brought it up. I reminded you it was there. Well, I kind of like I want to go, but then I realized that I was genuinely engaged in conversation. Mm. I might be changing as a person. Oh, sorry to well, disappoint you, Discord. That's very nice. <laughs> but you know, there's always this episode. We can see. <laughs> I'll open up my phone here in a little bit. Uh, everybody excited for Christmas week? Christmas is yet. You know, we are living in the ghost of Christmas past. You are living in the ghost of Christmas future. So ours is still still to come. You wait, guys excited wait, every, for it? Wait, this has been a pretty pretty relaxed uh, holiday season for me so far so i'm hoping it stays that way I, but why but why am i a ghost of christmas past because because christmas hasn't happened yet but wouldn't that be a ghost of christmas future no the ghost of christmas past is about christmas's before uh-huh. and so the ghost of christmas future is about stuff that hasn't happened yet which which, which christmas hasn't happened yet for us so wouldn't it be christmas futures no but it's the but we are okay if you're talking about the 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 story right, <laughs> right the christmas right, right. carol yeah yeah the yeah. ghost of christmas past uh-huh. was it was now back that's where we are right now if we're visiting you as a ghost oh we oh, are oh, the oh. ghost of christmas I was past th- i was thinking i was thinking like i got it now okay i see where you're coming from very important that we cleared that up <laughs> glad i need chains so i can rattle them <laughs> yes, yes i don't have any chains what were you saying, Jonathan, about your Christmas? No, I was just saying it's been very. Uh, this has been a very relaxed holiday season. I mean, I mean, we've been we've been working a lot, obviously, on our our uh, channels and whatnot. But um, as far as getting prepared for Christmas and the the families and all that stuff, it's been it's been very nice. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it does. I, middle of the week Christmas is interesting to me. It just kind of takes the both weekends out of the picture. And so mm-hmm. it makes it kind of its own little thing, which I think I kind of like. Um, so I, I like Wednesday Christmas. That's kind of nice. Now I did go. I did go grocery shopping yesterday. I decided to uh, be the one that did the weekly grocery mm-hmm. shopping, mm-hmm. and uh, I regretted that immediately. <laughs> 
Yes, they out of the stores. And found out that it was the busiest day of the year for the grocery store. Well, it's Kroger. I mean, I'm sure plenty of people that listen have Kroger's. Um, But yeah. I'm not looking forward to grocery. We have to grocery shop today for the holidays. Mm. It's dumb. Yeah. It's real, real dumb. (laughs) You should have just bought all your groceries. For the whole month. Well, I wanted to, but Justin was like, no, we'll just do it. You know, but when we were out of town and so now we're coming back into town, the craziness of getting acclimated back into the house and then having to shift immediately into like cooking, baking mode. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm already stressed. I'm not even in the kitchen. That's not a good sign. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, well, whatever the case, we hope your holidays are amazing, uh, and we hope that this podcast can be a nice way to escape from the family trauma that sometimes happens uh, during the holidays. That's right. And just listen to us for a few hours. That's right. Just just pretend you're listening to something educational. Yeah, nod your head and smile. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Or grab a piece of paper and a pen and write something down. Look very like... Yes, look very you know, stern and yes. serious, and yeah, yeah, I'm doing some work here. Yeah. This is important. Very intelligent. Nice. Oh, that's a, that's a good point. The word inguinal. <laughs> yes. Uh, you guys ready to get into it? Let's do it. All right, yep. let's hit this inside scoop. What's he building in there? I've got a secret. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. We're going to take a look at the uh, videos from the CinemaSins week on all three channels. We'll start off with TV Sins. Steven Universe. I did not write on this. This was a Hughes Watkins uh, script. Jonathan and Danae wrote on this, and I have no clue what's going on in this show. I need... (laughs) We don't either. Help. (laughs) (laughs) Because this is a very popular show. I've never watched it. I'm assuming by that statement, Jonathan, you guys never watched it until going through no, this. No, no, I'd, I'd heard a lot about it, but no, I've, I'd, I've, uh, um, I don't think I've ever smoked enough pot to, uh, to enjoy this show fully. Is that what it is? Is it? No, is it I kind have of no like idea. A, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not even kidding. I'm saying sometimes there are shows that appeal to kind of that mindset, that you know, altered mindset. It definitely feels like kind of that I, show. I mean, I've definitely talked to people that really like it that I do not believe partake in and <laughs> uh, stuff like that. Um, it's really funny with cats out this week. Uh, I, I, you know, I read a lot of people talking about, well, even you, your wife made that great joke. Yeah. About uh, we don't do enough drugs, but I saw a lot of people specifically referring to uh, like acid and hallucinogenics, and I have not seen cats, uh, but I find that when most people bring that up, those are people that have never done hallucinogenics because <laughs> it usually it usually doesn't correlate at all. But you never know. But uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm sure there are uh, there are plenty of people that uh, partake in uh, various substances and enjoy the hell out of the show. We even make the joke about stoners watching at 4:20. So cookie cat. <laughs> He's yeah, a pet yeah. for your tummy. Oh, can I tell you right now? I don't ever want to eat an ice cream sandwich again after watching this. <laughs> He's super yummy, dummy. Wait, nope, nope. Uh, He's super duper yummy. That's whatever. What I I, uh, I was completely lost. I will... <laughs> he left his family I, behind. I had a lot of what people tell show? me if you keep watching, you <laughs> I guess you kind of get into the 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 feel of the show or whatever. It starts working a little better. Hey, listen, um, I loved it, but. I, I super loved it. Well, why don't you talk about it first Great. then? Like, to, like, tell me what you loved about it and, and what's interesting to you and what, and what you picked up from it. Because I, I am genuinely telling you, I have very little to say because I am lost. I am so lost. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, first of all, there was like, the, they drop you right into the middle of a story. Like, there's no, yeah. here's who Steven is or here's who these gems are. Or th- there's no explanation as to like where the gems come from or why they have them. All we know by watching the pilot, which looks very different from the, I guess, the next episode. We, we did both of them, obviously. Um, 
Yeah, we, we should say we put two episodes together. Yeah, two together. episodes together. Because the first, the, I guess the first, technically like the first pilot, maybe would have had some substance that would have lent itself to having a better understanding of what like the, the now is considered the first right. episode yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. But no, there it's the same feel. Both of them are the same feel. There's a battle and, and they're using their gems and Steven doesn't know how to use his gem and he likes treats. That's le- legit all we have to go <laughs> off of. We don't know. And he lives like in a in a treehouse next door to a donut shop. Yeah, that's it. That's kind of what it looks like. There was no there's so so this to me is clearly one of those kinds of uh cartoons or shows that just like reveals things as the show goes on mm. rather than giving you like an introduction episode and I actually really appreciate that. No, that's well, fine. That's cool. It just makes it difficult to find your footing especially oh, yeah. at the start. But especially if you're watching just the Sins video and you're going you're clipping through it so fast. Now, th- they were really short episodes and so if there's anything mm-hmm. about like the vibe of it which is just like the super lighthearted silliness, mm-hmm. if that's something that you vibe with, definitely recommend watching it cuz you know, there was some fun some fun stuff in there at least for me. Yeah. There, there was some fun stuff happening. So, okay. and I mean, I'm not a, I'm not opposed to watching any more of it. I could totally see this being something that kind of finds its groove. Yeah. Um, I just don't know that I'm gonna put it ahead of my right already way too long list of shows I need yeah. to watch. No, this is definitely one that's like maybe does have that quintessential stoner show feel to it or something. Because like for me, I, I would watch Shira on Netflix before I'd watch Steven Universe. But I remember, I think it was a couple years ago, I was seeing some articles about a really interesting storyline arc that had happened with Steven Universe. And I must say, after reading the comment section and the Steven Universe fans coming to the comments, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they were so incredibly sweet. Like, oh, nice. Good. It's, the, I it, agree. It was a really refreshing like experience as somebody to like, in fact, several of the comments were, you know, uh, CinemaSins fans, you know, ready to hear like the Steven Universe fans are coming for him. And then the Steven Universe fans are coming like, cool, glad you like it. They're just really <laughs> yeah. like it was a super kind. Which thing. is but, is pretty, pretty accurate for most of our videos, to be honest. Yeah. Well, by far, the main thing I saw in the comments was uh, the uh, audacity of the Who's Joe comment was yeah. oh was, my god i want to know who joe is I and i cannot i did research <laughs> after I this too. i do too so we still don't know the, no well the because only thing the I comments are like that the comments are joe like johnston is a is a writer director for the show but i don't think that's who they're referring to but i don't know well, I wish I, somebody would tell me. But I saw the whole Who's Joe thing happen in another video, I think from this week, where we mentioned someone named Joe. And I thought I thought it was a recurring CinemaSins oh, joke. Or it's a meme of some sort that we're not aware of. I don't know. We're old. Help so. us old people yeah. out. Seriously, somebody let us in on the Who's Joe thing. You're right. Maybe it is beyond Steven Universe. Maybe yeah. it's just a... Because, like, the comments are like, who is Joe? And then they'll say, like, so you have chosen death. You know, it's like one of those yeah. things where it's like, oh, you're asking for it by asking who is Joe. So, right, yeah. So we are missing something. We admit it. There's something missing from all three of our brains here. So okay, somebody I just can did help a us quick out. Urban Dictionary. Okay. There's, you know how, like, it'll give you one line? Yeah. So who's Joe? Urban Dictionary. In all caps, never ask this question. Anyone who asks the question will die after Obama comes to their house and burns it down with fire. <laughs> What? Okay, so it's a meme. It's some sort of meme. Urban Dictionary. When someone says, who's Joe, you have to respond, Joe Mama. The phrase in Joe Mama acts as the words to this, blah, blah, blah. So there's, Mm. there's, yeah, clearly we we stumbled into a meme. So it had nothing to do. There's no Joe on the show. Okay. Correct. Uh, Who's Joe? Gamers rise up on Reddit. 
So yeah, we we stumbled into something here. Yeah, we stumbled into a meme. That's Oops. that's all it was. We're accidentally relevant. <laughs> no, wait, hold on. Rewind. It was all purposeful. Uh, I knew that all along. That's so, right. I guess just super quick to recap what's going on in this episode. These are all some kind of a superhero. The three women know how to access their gems and access some kind of a weapon that they use that they can summon, but Steven does not yet know how to do that. That's the basis of it. And there's something to do with, you know, monsters that they're fighting. So there is an appeal to almost the metaphor of growing up and adolescence and feeling like you don't fit in and you don't understand, you know, what the world around you is and everybody else seems to have it together, but you sure. can't like that. So I can see how that, you know, that's appealing. I also yeah. um, thought it was cool. And I mean, and I don't know a lot about it. I mean, I don't watch a lot of animated shows in general, but at least not more adult oriented ones. But um, Rebecca Sugar is the creator of this. And I don't feel like I've come across a lot of animated series created by women. Um, and this one felt like it definitely had more of like a, a female slant to it, which was kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. I think I agree with that completely. It was really yeah. refreshing and kind of fun and definitely lighthearted and silly. And um, also really fun to sin, too. So Yeah, talk a little bit about that. Go into uh, kind of the sinning and the video itself and, you know, kind of what were, were some of those fun moments for, for you guys to, to take a look at? Um, I learned that fanny packs are called belly bags, thanks to uh, Danae. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're well, back. So that was good. Especially across the, the, the pond, especially in England. Yeah. Uh, because fanny means something else over there. Yeah. Uh, no, that makes sense. Something very dirty. Yeah, it, it, it means birdbath <laughs> um i had a, a really good time with the cupcakes on this one i like to obsess i kind of obsessed with everything in that donut store yeah yeah we yeah. had a lot of sins written in that donut shop there was there was so much going on and there's so many that i cut from my own script because i couldn't figure out how to make it work just angles that were weird just an animation and, and stuff like that it's hard to send the animation switch because it's obvious that maybe the first one was drawn as like a like a hey someone take this this is a pitch um so we only did like i think we only did a couple of references to oh yeah i can see the difference between the two or oh yeah sure you are who you There's say quite you are. a difference though it was very different and then the gauntlets from one of the characters when she summoned her weapon it looked really really cool in the first part and then it was super mm -hmm. oversimplified in the second mm -hmm. so that was really interesting uh to sin also yeah the the storyline was very weird so like in the first one there's like this time device and then the second one, there is a centipede attack. And in the timeline <laughs> device, it was very strange because the whole thing hinged on him being able to have comebacks, like as a kid, you know, like having a, a <laughs> snarky comeback. So what are you laughing about, Jonathan? No, I was just saying when you said the comeback, just, well, A, the, the, the story, just you explaining the storylines was funny. <laughs> and uh, the comeback thing was great because we actually played with that in the outtakes. Yes. Where we used the, uh, the, the Seinfeld reference. And then we actually used Steven saying, oh, that would have been a good thing to say. Yeah, that was so good. Yeah, the outtakes were really fun. Once again, outtakes for animated shows are the are the most fun. Yeah, I, th I agree with that. It's amazing 100%. how those, the, the, it's so easy to make the, the lips line up with what they're saying. Oh, it's great. I got a chance to throw in the uh, soda versus pop versus Coke versus yes, water. Yeah. Anytime. I appreciated that. <laughs> uh, based on many, many, many arguments with Aaron about that. <laughs> I was also, I threw one in uh, to be considered, but it actually made it in, and I was really excited. That's so, a fun feeling, it, where it's yeah. like, I'm not sure this is going to sneak through. So as the second episode begins, and they're singing their very sugary, like, we are the Dada Gems, or whatever, um, I wrote a, 
uh, one that was kind of snarky. It said, oh, God, this is so sugary sounding. My teeth hurt and my soul is trying to rip free from my body and hide in the dark shadows of my YouTube awards. <laughs> that was so and good. I, that was, no, that was great. Because it's kind of like the narrator bragging about his YouTube award. But then it's like a snarky way of saying I have these awards. Uh-huh. And but it's exactly something the narrator would say. I guess so, because exactly. yeah. it's there. <laughs> yeah. Nicely done. I was I enjoyed that one a lot. Uh, Jonathan, did I, you have anything else? Uh, Danae touched on a lot of it and I already did. Uh, but the thing said during childbirth and threesomes, um, <laughs> that was a pretty popular one and as it should be. And, uh, yeah, Danae's, uh, Danae's sex life must be interesting. Um, <laughs> sorry, you can take that. If uh, no, I, uh, I have experience with one of those things. I guess I can say that. <laughs> I know for sure that happens in one of those things. That's that, right. And that was a that was a sin that got. I, I'm trying to think of a better word than this, but I can't. Like, got massaged. Massage also something commonly in there childbirth go. and yeah. threesomes. Please so don't. There you please go. don't take a crap. Yeah, I think I think it had. Uh, there was more to it, and we eliminated the. Yeah, it was something. We simplified remember, it just but, to be the punchline. Uh, yeah, it is perfect. Yeah, that Very was nice. that was a lot of fun. We we did a lot. It was fun working on this. Yeah, um, this is a fun this script. script. Yeah, this is a, this is a well, fun. Well, this one. was a Great really job. cool one. I almost kind of liked that we didn't know a whole lot. I think that actually helped us in this one. Um, yeah. Well, good job. Excellent work. Cool. Uh, let's move on to the Rick and Morty for the week. It was Pickle Rick. Uh, this is one of the most notorious Rick and Morty episodes, uh, both because it was, I think, marketed long before it aired. And so people were already like mm-hmm. uh, Pickle Rick fans before the episode had even started. And so that kind of made it an interesting thing. Um, but uh, this was uh, Chris and I, Atkinson Dicer script. And uh, and man, I, I really think this episode is the prime example of both how intelligent Rick and Morty can be and also how over the top and ridiculous Mm -hmm. uh, it can be. And I think how you feel about that second thing can determine how you come away from an episode like this. Um, So it really is that whole balance of are they geniuses or are they just goofing around? People ask the same about us. You know, (laughs) we totally get it. That's right. That's right. (laughs) I was really excited to watch this one, though, because um, when we first started talking about doing Rick and Morty, um, those of you that watched the show, like you and Chris and I guess even Barrett mentioned that you guys kept bringing this one up. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I, and I guess, you know, it was, it was kind of that Forrest Gump thing or whatever, where you hear about it or just pick any big movie where if you don't watch it till like months later, um, it, it's not a letdown. I mean, it was very funny, but I, I definitely was somewhat surprised this was that big of a fan favorite, but you, you just, you never know. Yeah. Danae, do you remember watching this episode in particularly? Yes, but it was confusing to me because I remember the hype and I remember the excitement and remember already mm-hmm. talking about, I, I think there was even swag. There was Pickle Rick swag yeah, and nobody yeah. had even seen it. No, the episode hadn't even been out funny. yet. So, so I do remember that all that happening. And then of course, watching it, you know, going, oh, now I get it. But I thought that I missed it, but apparently I didn't. It just is, it was like a promotional kind of thing. Yeah, it was really strange. So, yeah. I, and it is really funny, but I do love that in the video you guys bring up that the idea that he would do this as opposed to just faking an illness, yeah, is yeah. I mean, is or, insanity. So the, just the the uh, inciting incident that gets this going is kind of ludicrous. Like, don't you want to be at that table? Okay, so he's going to want to avoid going to to go to the counselor, or the psychologist's office. So what what's Rick going to do? Eh, let's see, he could fake being sick. Okay, that's a good idea. What if he was a pickle? <laughs> I 
like what you're thinking. Tell me more. Yeah, it's like the it's like the Key and Pill Gremlins two uh, table read or whatever, or the writers' room. Yeah, I, I like shows that are crazy and just press mm-hmm. stuff because it makes you. I don't know. I think it it kind of encourages me as an artistic person and as a creative person to go a little bit further. Yeah. So I think it's. This show is fascinating to me. It really is. And this it, it is one is, of those that episodes. That is a good way to put it. <laughs> that really kind of just put uh puts it home for you. And also, um I think if I'm I think I'm right in this. This one finally shows that, you know, in the intros it showed Rick and Morty like on that big grand key thing and everyone's getting smashed. Yeah, yeah. And then it finally kind of shows more of that particular part. Right. Yeah. So there was like a reveal in this one as well. Well, they've done that with uh in previous episodes and previous seasons as well. Right. And they've they've always said they try to work in those mm-hmm. intro things into yeah. uh actual episodes. But like this one, they are often just little one off. Yeah. It was like a little yeah, kind, kind of, of clip yeah. sort of a feel. Yeah. Um I did ask Chris his thoughts on this too, so I'm excited to mm-hmm. to read his thoughts. Yeah, go for but- it. Uh, he said, Pickle Rick is the most insane Rick and Morty when you first watch it. There's a giddiness to it that's infectious, especially at the beginning when Rick is trying to find a way to move all the way to attaching rat legs to his body's t- body to get around. On multiple viewings, the point where Rick finds himself taking down a Russian consulate is not nearly as fun. Add to that the pointless B story with mom and the kids going to a psychologist that also specializes in people who eat poop. This episode's highs even out with some pretty low lows. Yeah. Which I thought was, of course. Oh, yeah. No, I think I think that's and that's what I had watching it for the first time was I enjoyed most of the pickle stuff. But anything outside of that, I wasn't really that into. I think I enjoyed the Russian consulate thing a little more than he did. But uh, I I I think the the best moment of the episode might be the counselor speech at the end. I think that speech that she gives him that almost kind of puts Rick in his place a little bit. Like she has this speech that pickle pickle Rick. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. Rickle uh, in his place. It's one of those things where she is showing that on an intellectual level, there are different kinds of intellect. There are different kinds of, of smarts. And Mm -hmm. she's kind of saying, I have a different intellect that is bigger than yours, but it's in a different area in some ways. And he, he kind of acquiesces, which is something you never see Rick do. I don't know. It was that, that, uh, therapy. The end of that therapy session, I found to be interesting and uh, and worthwhile. But cool. uh, but I get it. Uh, Chris also said, at first glance, it's hard to come up with sins for this episode. Uh, he said he thinks that it ended up being a decently high sin count for the Rick and Morty episodes, but he had to watch it four times. Me too. Trying yeah. to watch enough uh, to generate enough material. So what's amazing is as little as I like that Russian consulate part, there are only a few things that are sinful about it. Yeah. Uh, most of what I wrote. Uh, took on some of the logistics of Pickle Rick's sewer adventure and the lower, the lowly poop eating jokes sprinkled throughout. Right. So he had, I guess, a similar experience to you where it's just one of those episodes that you have to watch. And this, this happens sometimes. Sometimes you'll watch one and it's just like, man, I've got so much material. I've got 90 sins. And yeah. It's crazy. And then you've got one. You're like, I have 14. And by, and by <laughs> the way, that's, that's not always the material. Sometimes it's just the the right. the space we're in the mental space we're mm-hmm. in as a writer um writer's block is real and it's true yeah. for almost any type of writing you do and sometimes it just takes a while to get moving yeah and well, maybe especially so- if you're writing weekly content yes right that is something too that's just a i guess is a more behind the scenes of behind the scenes of behind it 
uh, mm. as a as a person. That's like sixteen walls. I know we're just getting all crazy. Um, Danae broke the sixteenth wall. <laughs> you're welcome. I am learning that sometimes I have to block off four days for a TV script or, or a movie script, and then two and a half or three days for a TV script. And sometimes I surprise myself and I get it done. And mm-hmm. I've got a uh, huge deadlines. Like I've got four scripts coming up in like the next eight days, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> right? If they're not the ones that go well, I'm going to be late on everything. And let me tell you, that's just not impressive. <laughs> that's right. Not impressive to have right. to message your boss. I'm sorry, I can't think of anything. <laughs> I hope you like this poop joke. Well, what would you guys think of the script? What did you think of the uh, the finished product, the video itself? Um, it was very, very funny. It was actually probably one of my favorites of the of the Rick and Morty video so far. Yeah. I thought it clipped uh, really well. well. The pace was so fun mm-hmm. on this one. Um, I also like to stop digging for hidden layers and be impressed, which was Rick and Morty fans in our comment section. <laughs> yeah, I had that written down. That's a good one. That was a good one. I, I, it's so true. It was like the it was like the Trump one. For, I'm like, oh well, that one takes the cake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I liked John Rick Chapter Three Pickle Bellum. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked how we got to refer to the uh, what is this? Some kind of Suicide Squad. <laughs> Oh, I didn't write it down. I thought I did. What was the one? Um, what was the word that was invented for the rat licking lingus? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Oh, but... dang it, I cannot remember what well, it, it was. was. It was cere- cerebralingus because it was brain licking. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. There were several comments of people being like, "I love this word, and I'm going to be using it." <laughs> what you're going to be using a word that means brain licking? Yes, in your day to day life. <laughs> yes i i want to hang out with you for a little bit cerebral lingus you know i guess you could use it metaphorically to when somebody like tickles your brain with the way they use their words or something or the way they you know the way they think so you know like a brain teaser is kind of cerebral lingus yeah so just a little more pleasure to it when you oh my god that that does not sound right though (laughs) this is so funny uh, I, I gotta admit, I was I I kind of uh, patted myself on the back when I came up with that one. So I forgot to mention um, the inguinal inguinal area when we were talking about Steven Universe. Yeah. That was another yeah. one of those words that popped up in the comments, like "thanks for making me look this up" kind mm-hmm. of a thing. I know that from massage therapy school. So for and I and when I was trying to find the script in our archive, I just searched for the word inguinal. It's the only time it's been used yeah. since I've been start. I've started working, so I've easily found the script. So now I know I can do. <laughs> cerebral lingus and i'll easily find the prickle rick script anytime i want to that's right (laughs) that's Uh, a word we'll not use again or maybe we will who knows who knows knows? uh (laughs) i did do some uh some research on distributed intelligence which i thought was fascinating um in the comments somebody disagreed Hmm. with that research a little bit uh and i think what i would say to that is scientists don't know for sure how roach's intelligence works so what I tried to, I think what I said in the sin was that scientists believe that they may have distributed intelligence, uh, something like that. But can you imagine like where you have almost different brain yeah, centers ooh. across your body that control different parts? So. Well, we kind of do in a weird way. Like, no, we, we don't at all. <laughs> <laughs> our no, brain like, is in our head. That's our where it is. Our nervous system, though. Is... But, that's, but it, that's what transmits what the brain is doing to the different parts of the body. But, then the, but that part of the body talks back to the brain. <laughs> Does it? Uh-huh. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, like little. Uh, anything else on the Pickle Rick script? No, I just me. had such a good time on it. Good. I, I, my one thing I will mention is I think I did my favorite outtake of all time for this script. 
and it actually was used for the next previously on. So you're you're just now seeing it this week uh, attached to one of the videos. But it's it's the one where Rick says, "Turn me over, Morty. I have something to say." And mm-hmm. he turns over Pickle Rick, and then we dubbed over God made you special, and he loves you very much from Veggie Tales, <laughs> and that just makes my day so much because. <laughs> He's a pickle and Larry's a cucumber. That. Well, it's and the best. you know, our, our, our patrons already have that video. That's right. That that's on. And that was the, I noticed that was one of the comments was, was that a VeggieTales reference? Oh man. It's so perfect. I just, it's, I, it is the best outtake I've, I've ever put together. So, oh my God. So yeah, I love that one. Uh, all right, let's move on to music video sins for the week. Uh, Nicki Minaj, super bass. Uh, what do we think of Nicki Minaj and this song? Skip. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel the same. Um, what about what about you, Jonathan? I don't know. I've never had much of an opinion on her either way. Um, she has a few songs that are okay and are listenable, but she's definitely not, you know, my go-to. Uh, this is probably one of her uh, catchier songs, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I get why this song is catchy in a lot of ways i just if i'm being honest in trying very desperately not to be judgmental um i just don't like Nicki minaj's style uh, yeah i just don't like what she puts out like i don't want like what she communicates it feels in many ways false to me it doesn't feel authentic to me it just it feels like there's button pushing for button pushing sake and and, and this isn't just her there's a lot of pop culture that is like this in general but mm-hmm. um yeah i'm just i'm not a fan and i think that was a nice i was a little kim it. fan um like early on in Lil kim's career um her first couple of albums and she definitely did a lot of button pushing but there seemed to be there seemed to be a little more behind it Mm-hmm. Um, and I know there's going to be a lot of people out there who think I'm an idiot when I say that, but like when Nicki Minaj first came on the scene and I first remember her, she was like a guest rapper on a lot of, a lot of songs Yeah. Uh, before she released her first album. And I liked her at first and I thought, oh, this is going to be like, you know, like the next like Lil' Kim type of type of rapper. Cause Lil' Kim at that point had, had kind of stopped doing stuff. Um, and has recently come back, I guess. But, um, um, and so I found I found it a little disappointing when she when I when she finally released an album and it was just it was mainly it was more of this kind of stuff like you're talking about. Um, yeah, I'm with you guys. I, I don't feel her music like I feel other artists. So it's, it's kind of one of those things where you're like, yeah, that person has talent. It's just not talent that I'm attracted to, like that I want to go get and invest my mm-hmm. time in. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I had happened while I was watching this is I was like, oh, yeah, this is the first time I remember seeing Sophia Grace on Ellen. Oh. There's this little girl, but it's just like eight years ago, um, or or more actually. I don't even. Let's just say it was eight years ago. And she and her cousin, so her name is Sophia Grace, and she could rap really well as like this little mm-hmm. kid, and she could sing really well. And then she has like this cousin who was like her hype girl, and they're both like these adorable little girls wearing pink dresses and tiaras, and and they're just like, sing- and she's singing this nasty song by Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Um, and they became like the sensation and Sophia Grace is now like, I don't know, 18 years old now and has her own career. Uh, and so they have their own like, you know, social media following from all the exposure, uh, on Ellen. They came back on Ellen multiple times and that's, I was like, oh yeah, this is the boom, 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 boom. I I saw that. I I didn't see Nikki do it. I saw (laughs) Sophia Grace, this little child do it. So I kind of had this fun, like remembrance of seeing something adorable on TV and then Mm -hmm. going and seeing where are they today and being Mm -hmm. like, oh crap, girl, you grew up. It's weird. You grew. Like it's been, you went from a child to an adult and I haven't aged at all. That's (laughs) right. That's so weird. That's so weird. Very strange. 
Um, I did like multiple of the sins in this one. I love the whole slow-mo, like someone just found their slow-mo mode. Yeah. Because that's, it's such a weird time to do slow-mo. There's nothing really interesting happening on the screen there except for, I guess, boobs. Um, <laughs> well, and, a, and a half-naked boobs, man. Boobs I guess, are interesting. Okay, okay I guess Half-naked men are interesting, yeah. Um, I also, the body is interesting. <laughs> I also love, I guess, I guess for me when it's slow-mo and you're like watching a liquid be thrown, Mm-hmm. Like you want to see something cool happen with the liquid. Nothing even cool was happening with the liquid. It's just slowed down bodies and right. it was just a really right. poorly made to me. Yeah. I'm being picky. That's my job. <laughs> That's what we do. Um, I really love the whole reference to it being a pagan ritual and then the payoff of the feathers. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. It's kind of fun when you can find these little storylines going on inside of things and then like, you know, make them wow. One of my favorite things is uh, is to find a fun callback joke that you can tweak. Yeah. The example I always go to with TV sins is the Duffer Brothers names in the Stranger Things videos. Mm -hmm. You know, just something fun where somebody who's on the inside gets it every time you do it. And if not, it's it's just kind of a funny way to say it anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I, I really dig that kind of stuff. Yeah. When, the, when they're like, he's like, where'd all the guys go? Are they feathers now? It was a pagan ritual. <laughs> I like that. Uh, the joke that uh, that I think uh, just made me giggle was um, Nikki resolved to never prominently feature her butt in any future work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was uh, that was one of my favorite, I think, ending notes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to mention about uh, the Nicki Minaj video, Jonathan? I liked the, he brought up, the narrator brought up the idea of eyeball pornography because um, there were so many close-ups on her eye. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So close and, you could see her contact lenses. Yep. And then I also just, I love the simplicity of this one, but she says the line about, you know, the the polos and then you see all the shirtless dudes and then the narrator just simply says, not pictured, polos. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very nice. Sins like that tend to like I, I don't I don't know what you would call that, but uh, I just I love sins like that. Yeah, there's a simplicity to them that's really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's move on to cinema sins for the week. We got around to sinning everything wrong with Spider-Man: Far From Home. Uh, this has been a very much all the Marvel stuff is very much requested, and uh, we appreciate being able to do it as well. This was a Scott Watkins joint, right? Mm-hmm. This was Jeremy and Jonathan. Yep. Uh, yeah, we did. Up. We did uh, Homecoming together too. So this was a oh nice a Spider-Man reunion. <laughs> we you did the Spider Verse together too, I believe. I guess Jeremy and I just do the Spider-Man stuff. It's um, your thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you it's, didn't even know. Well, it's your I will home. say I am uh I don't know if I've talked about this on the show before or not, but I uh I grew up on Spider-Man and I guess if you did that whole thing where you have like like pop cultural mice like like you know things that define like I guess your pop cultural uh build up, uh Spider-Man would be part of mine for sure. Yeah. I think I and you know what I think when assignments are handed out I think those things are kind of kept in mind too right like I I feel like yeah that's part of the reason I get a lot of yeah, animated Chris stuff, is like you know? Jonathan has talked about Spider Man to me for thirty years now and uh, I'm gonna give him this so when you watched this movie do you feel that nostalgia as Spider Man has like changed like the person who's playing Spider Man or the franchise has changed do you still get emotional watching it because he's like your fave. Yeah, I mean, I you know, the when the first Sam Raimi movie came out and I guess that was 2000, um at that point I just assumed it was never going to happen because uh then they've been trying to make a Spider-Man movie since like the 80s. 
Um, like James Cameron was attached at one point and all kinds of stuff. Uh, Toby Hooper was supposed to direct it at one point. Um, so just, so that's probably the, the most like, I guess, emotional I've ever been. Just the fact that it existed on screen. There's been so many since then. I mean, I guess I lose a little bit, but yeah, no, I'm always super stoked when I know that I'm going to see Spider-Man, uh, swinging on the big screen, I guess. Yeah. It's pretty yeah, silly, sure. but, uh, I guess it's like Aaron with Pixar and whatnot. I don't know. It's just so even no, even the ones sure. I don't like that much, um, there's still probably I probably get more enjoyment out of them than I would like a movie without Spider-Man in it, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's yeah, I totally understand it for sure. Um, I like this movie uh, quite a bit. Uh, I have a really good time mm-hmm. with it. And it is one of those movies that I think for me, I can have complete awareness of you know, where the faults may be or the plot holes or those kind of things. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't bother me at all. I just have a great time watching it. And I I really, really enjoy these new Spider-Man movies. So I'm excited yeah, that Marvel's going to keep making I, them. I didn't like this as much as Homecoming. Um, I enjoyed it. I watched it. I saw it in the theater. And I actually talked about it on a Beyond the Sins whenever I saw it. Um, and I at that time, I think I said I thought it was fine. Um, but uh, I did like it better on the second viewing. I still don't like the... I'm never going to like the Iron Iron Man stuff, I think. I mean, not not that not that I like the stuff with him and Tony, like in the Avengers movies and stuff. But I just I don't know. I just I don't like that the villains they keep they keep retconning these villains to be like more Iron Man villains than Spider Man villains, and I don't know, little things like that kind of bug me. But you know, it's it's still a really fun movie, uh, regardless yeah. of those little nitpicky things that you know bother me. Yeah, I haven't seen this. Oh, so how was this experience for I you? I haven't seen any of the standalone um spidey movies in a mm. long time hmm. they're fun i think you'd like them i know mm-hmm. i would uh but now i have resigned that everything i watch is gonna be sinned from here on out <laughs> it's just the way that life is now and that's okay um so it was interesting for me because i had that same thing that i've had before where oh i'm getting the short condensed version of this movie while also trying to listen to the narrator and make my own decisions about what i'm seeing but also listen to the narrator so it was a little it was a little distracting yeah. for me because i hadn't seen it before right so and then of course you're getting spoiled on it at the same time so i don't have i i like and I, I can choose not to watch it uh which we've established here on behind the right. sins if i don't want to watch it i won't right uh but i did and um i don't think i'll watch it <laughs> now <laughs> i don't think i'll go back in and watch it I, I don't i think i would i think i probably would get it, it might be like a fun one to just put in there but i don't think it's one that would entertain me now um, that you've seen now that i've video. seen it yeah 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 I so, don't know. But I I'm may also, disagree but I'm with also, that. But, but I'm also confused. So the handsome guy in the green suit was bad the whole time. And he used drones to project bad things kind of like Scarecrow style? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But 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 he did he make the monster out of water too? No, it was no. all it was all drone. Well, there were physical effects that he used as well, but most of it was just hologram technology. So so the water attack was hologram technology with some like missiles and those kind of things to create the actual physical thing. Yeah, oh, like the drones had weapons on them and So um, so so the, so when the boat is pushed up onto the shore at the very beginning that was done through missiles correct oh, yeah okay. supposedly uh-huh. it is one of the hugest flaws of this movie is that his tech could never do the things that it's shown to i asked mm-hmm. jeremy what he thought about sending this movie yeah and he said something similar he said he mostly hated that we are asked to accept that drones can do all sorts of visual magic and physical damage in real time based on one dude's whims yeah the scene where he puts peter in a da- dream sequence 
is a neat scene, but he makes Peter see himself in his original sweatpants spider suit. And how does a drone control another person's mind? Right. Uh, and then he talked a little bit more about some other thoughts. If you mean, no, yeah, go go for it. What did yeah, what please. else did he say? Yeah, he continued by saying, "I was also disturbed by the scene where an adult female demands Peter disrobe in front of her, apparently to try on a new suit, but mostly to give the rival guy a reason to narc on Peter to MJ. I'm cranky about this movie, even though I enjoyed it. Yeah, and that's I think kind of the vibe that I would I felt too. Like it kind of made me cranky. And also the when he said you know that he was disturbed by a scene where an adult female demands that Peter disrobe. Like if you were if you role reverse that, it would be completely unacceptable in a movie. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of stuff bugs me. As a female, you get to say that. Um, yeah. uh, for me, from my perspective, I try to remember the power dynamic. I understand that. I ha- that. You, you understand what I'm saying? No, so- I understand that. But, but there's still, it's still like, I don't know. It's, I think it's still something to talk about because sure, I, of course, I, there's a balance. I will never deny that there, that the, there is a power inequality. Um, but when I watch anything, TV or movies, I always think about equality. Mm-hmm. And so when I do role reversal sometimes and I, I flip the, the gender around or whatever, uh, whatever's being represented, I, I'm like that. Just doesn't that does that doesn't feel right? Is if this guy is still in high school, you know, and we we're saying they're 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 still technically like children, mm-hmm. you know, no adult should be able to demand that someone no, it's a perfect you know, take va- off their clothing in front of people. It, it's a perfectly valid sin, and the fact that the movie does it in a certain way, which I didn't get to see the full moment because I didn't watch it, but that would never be done yeah. if she really needed him to try on that suit. She would never just say take off your clothes. She would yeah. say, here's what's going on. We've got. But- a new suit for you and the other thing that kind of bugged me is it has that kind of like sexual vibe to it a bit and i don't know if it's because i'm trained by media to like assume that a, a beautiful female talking to a handsome male there has to be something sexual to it because she was being kind of like aggressive or whatever mm-hmm. and i'm just like instantly i'm like are they trying to be sexual with this like what is that well they they are only in the fact that i think they want us to question what's going on initially and they also again want to set it up so that he gets caught quote unquote and what makes me upset about that is that we shouldn't be forced to think about those kinds of things <laughs> you know like i mean i guess it's a good conversation to have you can go home and you can be like hey do you remember this part of the movie whenever peter parker was oh, asked i don't to think take that's... i'm just saying i'm just saying maybe maybe as we can have those conversations well, because that's it seems like this. exactly yeah. it's not their intent that's what bothers me we as the people watching it have to take a time to kind of go oh i don't want this to be absorbed wrong into the people that i'm influencing again i'm thinking about this because i have a kid yeah so no totally i, I think i, it's a I, I, I agree like i remember uh i talked about this when chris and i did the jumanji uh the next level mini pod where in the first jumanji movie i took mckenzie or the second jumanji movie i guess technically i took mckenzie to see it and um there's a scene in there where jack black uh who is a game, uh, a, a video game avatar that a woman is inside or a teenage girl is inside actually um, has to go to the bathroom and is uh, very excited to find out how that works for men. And there's like a whole like and it, you know, in the movie itself, it's very just jokey. But then my daughter, who at the time was six, was like, why is everybody laughing? <laughs> Right. And then you have to choose whether or not to explain that situation to her. Man, I remember the first time I learned about how men went to the bathroom. Let me tell you about it. Yeah. I was at I was at this lake um, and I was with maybe friends and maybe family, too. I can't remember because I was really little. But the guys were all like, OK, well, you know, you go back to the boat or you go back to the house and we're going to go away. And I was like, no, I want to come. And they're like, no, you can't come. We'll see you later. And they walk off into the woods. And I was like, I'll show them. 
I'm going to go along. I can go with the boys whenever I want to go with the boys. That's I've, I was just born this way, you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I, I waited until they were out of sight and then I marched off to follow them. And then I came around the corner and they were all peeing on trees. And I was like, whoa, and I turned and <laughs> booked my little butt back to the house. <laughs> Those were the first penises you ever saw? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I remember um, I used to well, like when it was just pe- me. Like, like not just that, but like seeing them doing something I didn't understand and the yeah. embarrassment of realizing that they yeah, were going to the course. bathroom and yeah. then like feeling bad. Like when I say embarrassment, I mean like feeling bad that they didn't want me to see something and now I'm invading that. Yeah. I don't know that I would have had How the right words for that. It's probably like seven or eight. Oh yeah, no, you're. I was so such innocent. I was so. Oh yeah, it wasn't like a. I'm gonna, but I. I remember the feeling of I don't care that you just told me no. I'm going with you. Right. Yeah. 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 And recognizing that this was like a. Oh, they're they're going to the bath. That's how they go to the bath. <laughs> oh, that was very. Wow. Yeah. Fascinating. <laughs> I'll never ever Children's forget that. Perspectives is really interesting though because I can remember like when uh, it was just me and Mackenzie home alone. Like when she was really young, I would leave the door unlocked if I was taking a shower just in case she needed to ask me something. But then I would usually lock it when I got out when I was drying off and stuff just for a couple seconds. But I forgot to one day, and she of course that was exactly when she busted in. And I was like, "What are you doing? Like, hold on, I'll be out there in just a second. So she left, and then the first thing she asked me when I got out of the bathroom was, "What was that hanging off of your butt?" <laughs> Wait, your penis is on your butt? I, I mean, from her perspective, because she was like four. <laughs> wait, 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 what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, she, she must have seen you from behind or something? And... It was, she was just trying to describe it. I guess, it. Yeah. or side view, That's I so don't funny. know, but I just rem- I will never forget that question. <laughs> this is the moment Jonathan realizes that most guys' penises are in the front. <laughs> yeah. But... Um... I just I just oh, remember thinking like I was kind of horrified. I mean, I shouldn't have been horrified, I guess, but I was just kind of like embarrassed. And then I was also like, that was a really cute question. <laughs> I I guess I have no shame or no embarrassment. I, I've i had those conversations. Of course, I have only boys, too, yeah. so yeah, I don't boys. know what it would be yeah, like to have a girl. Yeah, that's a bit of a difference. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess you're right. I don't think it would be for me, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I maybe I would feel the same way. My husband, he, he pees I in mean, front I'm, of Iris. Okay, I don't think – we obviously don't care. We're just like doing whatever. Right. Yeah. And so – She'll she'll look and she'd be like, "What you do, Daddy? You pee pee?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yep. Why don't you go stand over there?" And he just acts real casual about it. So yeah, we'll see cool. how we mess up our kid. <laughs> that's right. Everybody does a little bit. <laughs> we might be making a mistake. That... Anyway, back to <laughs> uh, uh, enough talk about our Peter Parkers. Uh, let's get back to Spider Man. Uh, I I want to say my favorite outtake was the King of the North. Oh my god, yeah. I laughed yeah. so hard at the King of the North outtake. Yeah, that was good. Uh, what else do you have, Dad? Jonathan. Um, you said to add, but I thought you said, what else do you have, dad? I was very confused there for a second. Um, I like the, 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 uh, I'm pretty sure the movie Aloha was the anti-Aloha. Yes, um, that was great. I enjoyed that. Um, I enjoyed that we tackled, because Jeremy and I both are pretty much of the same mind on the Iron Man stuff, or the Iron Spider, as we call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I enjoyed all of that. Um, I also, I did not see any comments specific to the momentum sin that you claimed last week would. No. No, people nobody would yell at us. I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen any, so I was. I haven't, 100% no, I haven't wrong. either. Um, oh, oh, I remember you were worried about the physics of a of a of a sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's when he now. jumped out of the bus. Yeah, well, and we attested that he couldn't have kept up. Or how do how did we put it? Like the momentum, I guess, would have been off. Yeah, and you're saying that that's not the case. It's. I mean, in the vacuum, it's not the case. Oh my God! But here he we doesn't... go with the friggin' vacuum again. <laughs> right, let's move on before so if, mine. If, if Peter had been in a swimming motion, <laughs> would it have, right? 
Right, exactly. Would it have been better? Oh, God. We thought a vacuum killed Jonathan, but actually the word vacuum is going to kill Danae uh, eventually. <laughs> it's going to turn me into a villain, and I'm going to kill um, people. That's what happened. The, uh, I really... we, had a, we had a sin in reference to the Black Sheep song, The Choice is Yours, and Jeremy did that perfectly. Nice. The, uh, you can get with this, or you can get with that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I thought that... he was going to like more or less wrap it, but the way he did it was even better. Uh, um, I like that you guys address the whole like blipping back into reality and ask yeah. the questions about where people would reappear. Um, you talk about yeah, uh, like on, on the ocean or subway cars, mm-hmm. and so I was glad to or see like that conversation. Where somebody continued. else is standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I or mean, into and I think they own... touched on that a little bit in the end game uh, video too. Um, mm-hmm. So we were kind of playing off that. But it's well and, it's well done because this is a different movie. You're outside mm-hmm. of that mindset and then you're seeing it through the, you know, camera lens of somebody at like a, mm-hmm. a gymnasium or something. Yeah. Well, and they yeah, treat it as a joke like in this like movie. We showed the gymnasium scene and not the men's right. room. <laughs> yes. Brilliant stuff. I loved I loved that. Because that's a good point about the whole like undoing of the thing. Uh, one of my favorite you. jokes was nobody dies on my watch. I mean, technically Iron Man did. <laughs> <laughs> We shouldn't be laughing. That's that's dark. No, we should. We should definitely laugh. <laughs> uh, no, but it was very true. Um, yeah. Although he wasn't really watching him. Well, there was that whole thing, too, about like, um, uh, I can't remember who even does. I guess Mysterio says something about to Peter about, you know, letting Iron Man die. And it's like, no, wait, that was nowhere near his fault. Like, yeah. nor would he think it was. And every time Mysterio is said, I think about Rey Mysterio from WWE. <laughs> of course you do. <sighs> He's actually a very, very cool villain in the in the, in the comics, and they do they do a really good job here. And Jake Gyllenhaal is awesome. I mean, he's he gives a great performance. I just I just wish they had I I, I just wish it hadn't been like he worked for Tony Stark. Um, yeah. But you know, within this universe, I guess it makes sense. And um, uh, yeah. Um, also, I will say though, we had a comment that said just very simply, um, the guy's lack of understanding was a it was embarrassing at some points, but didn't actually bother to mention where we were wrong. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so if anyone wants to take me on in uh, Spider Man uh, trivia, please just you can tweet Ooh. at me. I'm here. <laughs> the gauntlet has been dropped. Although they Bro. probably were just talking about stuff within the MCU universe. And we did get some comments, too, about where we bring up the multiverse isn't really established. And, you know, people are like, what about Doctor Strange? But, I mean, even still, I mean, it's it, it made no sense that this wouldn't have been checked out. Yeah. Like, that Mysterio just shows up and says, I'm from Earth 317 or whatever. And, like, no one checked that. Yeah. And no one did anything. Uh, someone who hasn't seen that movie, that was very confusing. I don't understand anything that's happening. It's kind of confusing in the movie because, like, they just kind of, like, they're in a situation and they just kind of take this guy. And and then they kind of throw away the line, like, well, all the other Avengers are busy. Yeah. Um, which is pretty, I mean, that happens in the comics, too. I mean, that's just kind of one of those things you either have to accept or not accept. Right. Yeah. For sure. So, Let's move and on. I really wasn't like trying to threaten anybody. I was just joking around about that. But, uh, oh no! Oh no, no Jonathan! It's oh, it's it's too late now. Everybody knows now. <laughs> People are coming after you. Uh, look forward to it. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to You've Got Mail. This was an Atkinson Hughes script. Chris and Danae wrote on this. And I'm going to be honest, right off the bat, I watched the wrong video. I have not watched this video. <gasps> oh, my heart hurts. I'm so sorry. I, I will do homework and I, I will let you, you know, I will let everybody know how I feel about it. I just, I, nope, nope. They're behind the scenes. Nope, you got to watch it now. We <laughs> don't think we have time for that. There was another video. <laughs> behind the scenes, things got moved around and I, I watched the wrong one. I just now realizing that. So, um, I guess 
It's oh look, Danae's pouting. Danae's pouting. It's fine. It's because she wrote on it. Yeah, that's... Jonathan, tell what Danae you... how amazing she did on this video. <laughs> she did a great job. This was a. I actually and I I I assisted with the edit too, so I was very very involved in this video. So it was it was a really fun one to work on. Yeah. I guess I'll start here with the movie. Uh, I remember really enjoying this movie, but I haven't revisited it in a long time. So I guess my first question is: Do you feel like this movie holds up? Like, no. Okay, that's what I wondered. Well, okay, that's a two two part question. One is: Is there something in the movie that is so outland, uh, outlandish based on you know uh, gender equality sure, like sure. we're talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. or or hasn't aged well? Yeah. I, there wasn't anything that stood out that was like offensive. Okay. No. So I'm saying what doesn't age well is. I think that now it would be very clear that Tom Hanks is a stalker. Right. That's and, what I wondered. Yeah. And and this the idea of a love story developing in this way is possible. People fall in love online all the time. Sure. But how it kind of goes but down. But he lies to her. Like, yeah. he is very dis- well, he, he also He, he also seems her. a little obsessive. Like, yes. even in those, like, scenes with Dave Chappelle where... I mean, they kind of play him in the movie like, oh, he's so cute and sweet. Like, but he says crazy stuff like, I'd be dumb not to just marry her. Like, what are yeah. you talking about? Okay, let me ask Let me ask this. I think this is good. Danae, I'm going to ask you to speak for all women. I know you love oh, that. Oh, great. My um, favorite thing. <laughs> no, well, I'm better gonna... than me or Aaron speaking for <laughs> that's all right. women. That's right. You're here. <laughs> that's right. You've got ovaries. Let's do that's this. That's right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's a weird line. Just make sure that if you say fallopian <laughs> Listen, tubes, you don't make it plural. I just have one. Just, right. Just yeah, for yeah, future. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if you ever use the phrase, you've got ovaries let's do this in your day-to-day life (laughs) (laughs) you say maybe step back oh my god i didn't didn't think about that but that that could have been a line from the tom hanks character (laughs) in this movie yeah anyhow uh uh, no i just want to know your your opinion because media for a long time elevated the idea of the the man chasing like the chase right the man chases the woman and eventually mm-hmm. the woman relents and they have a beautiful you know, yeah. relationship kind of thing, right? Yes. We still see it echoed in sure. pop culture and movies and that kind of stuff. I think we've matured to the place where we're like, oh, or here's <laughs> another option. You could just build a relationship. And if somebody says, no, I'm not interested, you could go look elsewhere, <laughs> you know, like that mm-hmm. whole thing. So I'm asking you from your perspective as a woman, not to speak for all women, but okay. as a woman, mm-hmm. is there something about being chased that is positive, that is something is there a reason from your perspective that that myth or that you know thing would progress like that i get from the male perspective because males like to hunt you know males <laughs> want to capture things you know what i mean so but, i want to fight you so bad right now well fine do it yeah but it's this, because i don't, I don't like, like hunt, being hunted FYI. i don't like i don't like being chased i agree yeah I wanna, that's what i want to hear i want to fight or flight Right. So, but I also need someone to decide what we're going for dinner. And so <laughs> there's a certain amount of like aggressive decision making I can appreciate. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, but as far as being chased, is that attractive? No. Okay. Not to I think me. that's important for people to hear because I do think there is a, an element of what because movies have said for so long. Here's the thing. If I say I'm not interested and then you say, I don't think you know what you're talking about. Right. You're interested. That makes me less interested. And then my anger meter starts to go up a little bit. Now, when I was uh, younger, my anger meter was broken and it went straight to 10. <laughs> I've worked for years at that. <laughs> to little, reinstall the, a new anger meter. Radiation, you know, working up towards it. But my leash is pretty short. For people who make 
who say things assumptively about what I do and do not want. Well, and you've lived it. You had the guy bring flowers to your work after you told him you weren't interested. Mm-hmm. And like, and when he's doing that, I think he is patterning himself after yes. what he's seen sure. as work in the movie. It so works. Work, yeah. It works for Tom Hanks to right. do all of these things. Right. Um, yeah, I think it's definitely something that I, when I look at older movies, I, I understand why I was raised a certain way to think about, you know, men, to think about relationships, to think about my place in them, uh, even from media that I watched, how it influences you without you really even knowing. Mm-hmm. Because I would say, even though I don't like being chased, I also don't know that I've, uh, well, when I was dating, I don't know that I knew how to be a chaser. I was kind of like an, like it was, it was a different dating experience for me. But that being said, when I uh, saw a picture of my husband online, we joked that I stalked him because I saw his pictures like he's cute and he's local and we went to school together and I want a boyfriend. (laughs) Yeah, but he never had a moment where he told you, leave me alone. I'm not interested. No, no. Right. So that's what I'm saying. So So that's that's the most aggressive I ever got was being like, I think you're attractive. Let's figure out if there's chemistry between us. Yeah. Yeah. And there wasn't. <laughs> and then you said, please try not to crap yourself. Yeah, exactly. And there wasn't. But we got married anyway. Yeah, yeah we're doing the thing. No, but I've had, like, uh, uh, I've heard women, like, female friends of mine say, like, you know, how they ended up with their 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 better half or their husband or whatever, that um, he pursued them. And eventually they just kind of, uh, he wore off on them. And I'm like, that doesn't sound very romantic, but okay. It's it, a thing. It, it is yeah. a thing. And Justin, he'll tell He'll tell you that like once we started dating, he's like he knew that we were going to get married. He knew that we mm-hmm. were going to be together, but he still wasn't on the aggressive with that. And you guys broke so. up, I think, once, right? That's why I said there was no chemistry. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we actually we did break up for quite a while. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I I think this movie is dated in that way. I think there's some other things that are really dated about it. Obviously, the technology is really dated, which can sometimes be fun when you're watching an older movie just to remember where things came from. In this movie, everyone is so incredibly shocked by the technology. It's all tech, tech, tech. Mm-hmm. Um, Meg Ryan has a boyfriend. Uh, Tom Hanks has a girlfriend. They're both trash people. But like Meg's boyfriend is all against technology and he rages about it and he says dumb things about it. And and then she's like on going online in secret to chat or to send emails back and forth with this stranger. And it's never known like how they met. Um, You just kind of know they've been conversing. And then it kind of switches whenever it goes to instant message. And all of a sudden she gets her very first instant message. And that makes the conversation real time instead of like exchanging letters. And having been somebody who was around in that that moment when the Internet kind of shifted from email to instant messages and chat rooms and things like that. I remember that excitement, too. And so I can relate to some of what they're experiencing, talking to a complete stranger that you're developing an intellectual relationship with rather than a sexual relationship. It's literally based on nothing other than what is in their mind and their ability to write. Mm-hmm. And I I understand. I actually I completely understand mm-hmm. that part of it. And so for me, revisiting that is a lot of fun, um, even though the technology is obviously incredibly, yeah. incredibly outdated. Um, and so much has changed since I, I make this uh, joke about reverse catfishing because, you know, one mm-hmm. point in time, then Tom realizes that it's her. And then rather than tell her, he just tries to kind of win her over or like see her in in everyday life to see if they have some kind of a a compatibility and they begin to actually kind of develop a friendship. Um, And rather than, you know, 
tell her anything. He just goes and then meets her as the secret guy. And then she's like, I was hoping that it was you the whole time. And, you know, they kiss. And and we make this point, I should say, Chris makes this point. It was his uh, his joke at the end, which was like, but where is the rest of that story? Like, what at what point does Meg say, when did you know? How long have you been trolling me? Like, when right, did you realize? Does, yeah, the movie doesn't even. No, doesn't address it at all. It. Yeah. She just kind of accepts it and it, it moves on, which means that she's accepting the romantic parts and she's accepting the best parts of him, which is really, really beautiful. But there's not a lot of questions in there about how did you know where I live? Like, how did you get here? Right. Why are, you know. He kind of starts to become a little bit of a jerk to her on email to sort of push her away a little bit and then becomes better friends with her. So it's all very manipulative to kind of get the girl. Um, but Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan together on screen are fascinating to me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I loved watching this again. It's been a long time. I loved watching it again um, and just thinking about it. Like my family is a bookstore family. So I actually have lived the story of a little hometown bookstore closing right. or losing, you know, uh, momentum because of a big bookstore coming in. So there's a lot of things I really like and uh, kind of valued from this. That part of the story uh, bothers me a little bit, though, because especially because her store is specifically uh, kids books. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. and I, a I think she I mean I think in a lot of those scenarios like the niche bookstores like that are the ones that tend to survive um yes. in these kind of situations and I am a huge reader um as I've talked about on this show before and yes I it would be great if we could have all these mom pop bookstores back but at the same time I mean if we didn't have Barnes and Noble um right. we probably wouldn't have bookstores so I'm I've kind of it's a weird it's a weird thing to try to fit, you know try to grapple with in your mind um, I think the variety would definitely be very very different we would have we'd have yeah. limited access to books where cuz you know little bookstores they can't do buying volume mm-hmm. um and of course Barnes and Noble can do buying volume mm-hmm. um I also think that the backstory or the the story of the bookstore thing it it really is strange when you really start to kind of poke around on. I totally agree with you on that. There's she has a thriving business at the beginning of this. There's kids mm-hmm. that are piled in there. There's when she opens the store the first time you see her open the store the phone is immediately ringing. They're taking orders over the phone. They're taking orders online or whatever they're doing. She clearly has something and it's referenced later on that she is like this famous author or not author. She's a famous um, person in the uh, children's book industry because whatever she reads and likes becomes a bestseller. So there's this whole validation to her as a professional that's not touched on hardly at all. And then when Fox Books comes in to think that her, it completely crumbles and she does this whole like media blitz and, mm-hmm. um, That was one of the things that Chris mentioned. He said, I think my favorite thing I picked up on this was when Meg Ryan uh, takes the takes Tom Hanks's advice to, quote, go to the mattresses and use the media to drum up interest in her store and take the uh, tank down box books. The movie shows it working, but then all all of a sudden we're informed that there was no spike in sales at all. Right. And that was the confusing part of this movie, watching it. This is one of the things I would say falls apart a bit, is there's an entire media blitz. She's on every single TV in all the workout places. Um, there's, There's rallies to try to save her bookstore, but there's no sales to drive it. And mm. I think that was just all a plot. You know, it was all just a, to, to show the demise of something that we love. And it was, you know, emotional to, to me to see, though. 
Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, because at that one point, the Parker Posey character just kind of mentions, I might hire her for, uh, I can't remember, for consulting or something. Yeah. I can't uh, and, and, Publishing, I think. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that well, was all I had. <laughs> Aaron, what did you like about this? Uh, oh, wait, you didn't watch it. I know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm giving you credit. Yeah, let's talk about the video specifically, though, um, which, again, I haven't seen. <laughs> uh, Jonathan, uh, what did you think about the, uh, did you have anything specific from the video you wanted to bring up? I mean, Danae touched on it, but I did like that they you called out that Greg Kinnear and Parker Posey uh, characters. I think at one point you called them two unsuitable significant others. Yes, uh, that was Chris. He yeah. uh, he said I hated Parker Posey and Greg Kinnear's Kinnear Kinnear's yeah, characters. Kinnear, yeah. Romantic comedy is always make the current boyfriend girlfriend super unacceptable to the point it makes no sense the leads are with them. It's a common trope, and I yeah. hate it. Yeah, well, and you guys even pointed out the that the um, uh, it kind of has like that when Harry met Sally um, dynamic to it, right? Where no, was it when Harry met Sally that he refers to? Yes, in the in the um, yeah, talking he, about he, how like that somebody's the Bruno Kirby character and somebody's Carrie Fisher. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, and then I also like the the joke about it being a sequel to the movie Punchline. Um, <laughs> for some reason, the uh, the acknowledge not for some reason because it's funny, but the acknowledging New Jersey sin was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that got and some love guys, in the comments too. Yeah, and then you guys also talked about how like there's that whole bit where Tom Hanks and Tom Hanks is really worried that there's going to be like rioters and, yeah. and picketers and stuff because he's opening a bookstore, which probably never would have happened. And you guys even bring up that there would be zero conflict about that. Um, yeah, that was I another that one was... of those uh, unnecessary no payoff moments where yeah. like Fox Books is opening, and so Tom Hanks has David Chappelle walking through the store before it's actually built, and they're talking about how they're going to be rioted and picketed, mm-hmm. and then the, the sins are always like they're not they won't (laughs) no like it won't happen and then whenever they open the store they even go back and say well there's no riders or picketers and chris is like yeah it's almost like that was just a pointless that was just a pointless thing yeah i had i had a lot of they won't this won't happen but it doesn't because this happens so much in the script yeah and Mm -hmm. i even wrote to chris when i sent him my script i said hey i've got a lot of this in the script like cut whatever you don't want but there was like a recurring thing and uh there was a recurring skip also that i had there's a lot of emotion that meg ryan has tied to her mom because it was her mom's bookstore and so she talks about that a lot and so i just kind of gradually build the skip 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 (laughs) skip i had this kind of vision for that um it changed the pace of the script a little bit so we cut that but we had fun writing it yeah uh one of the things i see in the comments uh this is a great joke some people cry when animals die some people cry when shops Mm -hmm. are closed i'm crying because there's another half hour of this movie that was me and then (laughs) and then the comment says there isn't enough aloe in the world to soothe that burn I like that. I will uh, say, considering how much you hated uh, the movie that was supposed to be out this week, uh, or oh they got gosh. shuffled around, I'm surprised you like this one as much as you do. <laughs> I well, I I didn't I didn't uh, I, yeah I would definitely choose this movie over the one that's not coming out. And I have to tell you guys, I was so excited to talk about the movie that I hate so much that I tweeted about. It got a lot of attention, but we can't talk uh, about it yet. Not we will yet. eventually. Eventually, we will, but not not yet. Not yet. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey, podcast peeps. It's me again. Um. Mm-hmm. Those are my dogs. Those are my. Uh, every time I try to talk. Wow. Uh, is this how Aaron feels when we're? Um, okay, we're gonna try this. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. All right. We ready to move on to keeping tabs. Let's do it. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. (laughs) Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. Let's each tell a uh, funny story from putting oh, together the content this week. Uh, hey, wait, Danae. wait, Danae. hey, Aaron, Danae. wait, wait, Danae. I forgot one thing from this one Danae. that I loved. Danae. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. There is one sin on this that I laughed so hard when I wrote it. I didn't know if I was going to make it in, but it's like, you know, the meme of like SpongeBob and he's got like the pointy beak and he's got his arms back and then like all the words are lowercase cap, lowercase cap, lowercase mm-hmm. cap. Uh-huh. So I wrote a lowercase cap, lowercase cap thing and pitched it. And Chris, I, I had it where it was only like the first couple words. He made the entire sentence that kind of meme feel. Uh-huh. And we sent it to Jeremy and his delivery on it. I laughed so hard. <laughs> I sent I sent him a personal message and said, you doing this. And of course, he didn't remember because he does so much. Yeah. So he went and watched it and we just laughed together. It oh, was, that's great. It was my favorite. But it's, uh, oh, how interesting and pointless to the momentum of this truly captivating drama. I, Aaron, when you watch this, that's the one that's that I the want. One. That's yeah, the that's, only that's, thing I that's care. That's great. That you, that's the only part that I care. All right, see. good. Okay, good. I'm I just, glad I we got it. In. No, I no, forgot no. about it. No. Okay. okay. It was, You're good. I, could I say something too about because I had I didn't work on the script, but then I worked on the edit, and when I heard that the first time. Because, you know, you're just, I mean, Aaron can attest to this. You're just, you're just going through listening for things. I thought something was wrong with the audio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then I saw how it was written and I was like, oh, that's how he's supposed to say it. But like, but I was just like, oh my God, what the hell happened to the audio? Is my, is my computer broken? Um, You know, it was a, it was a freak out moment for about two seconds. Nice. Uh, well, I can't wait. I will. I will eventually watch yeah, it. Yeah, you have and, to let me know what you think, and I will let you know what. Okay, I think. okay, okay. We're just gonna tell a story from putting together the content for the week. Uh, something that maybe made us laugh, made us think. Some research we did, a sin that was deleted, uh, and that's where I'm going to start this week with a sin that was deleted from the Pickle Rick uh, script. Uh, this is very specifically an Aaron sin, and at the end of the day, it just didn't necessarily work with the script, but I have to get it out there because it's true. Uh, this comes from the moment where Pickle Rick says to the cockroach, that's it, come and get some of this delicious brine. And there is no such thing as delicious brine. Uh, so I wrote this, uh, this sin. Delicious brine is an oxymoron. Brine was originally something people put up with as a way to make their vegetable harvest last longer. 
But after years of eating it, people have tricked themselves into thinking that they like it. You don't like the taste of pickles. No one does. You've just been conditioned over generations. Pickles are basically the Stockholm Syndrome of the food universe. Whoa. Uh, Well, you hate brine. Oh, yeah. You put stuff in vinegar so that it will last longer. But we don't need to do that anymore. Vinegar Mm. is awful. It's so yummy. No. You've, mm. it's, it's like coffee. Salt People and vinegar have tricked themselves into thinking they like coffee. They've tricked themselves into thinking they like vinegar. Yesterday's snack for me what was coffee and salt and vinegar chips. I just want to say. <laughs> Did you dip the salt and vinegar chips in the coffee? Yes. Nice. But seriously, what about sweet pickles? I mean, that's a different, that's got flavor to it. That is, that is like putting cream in your coffee. It is just a, it is trying to hide the natural yeah. horribleness of the pickle itself. I disagree so. with you and uh, pickles are awesome. <laughs> So do you count that as uh, like jalapenos the same way? No, jalapenos is a natural taste. That's a, you know, that's more of a, a thing that happens in nature. That's not something we did, you know. But aren't those aren't those like a version of pickle or something? Jalapenos? Am I wrong? Yeah, no, I Maybe think those I'm are wrong. just peppers. Oh, mm-hmm. I guess they are just peppers. I'm yeah. just an idiot. People used to all pickle right. all sorts of things. People used to pickle eggs. Like people still no, eat pickled true. eggs. Like, you know, it's true. just it was a way to so that they didn't go bad. But Peter Piper picked a peck of pick and pepper pickles. <laughs> that that was just said that way for the tongue twister. Then it was never Pe- a real story. You know there was Piper's and <laughs> Peter's Piper picked a pickle. What about Peter's pecker pickle? It's, it was pick it was a pickled pepper that Peter picked. <laughs> Dang it. Anyhow, now you know. Um you're suffering from Stockholm syndrome if you like pickles. I just needed to get that out there. Some people maybe like pickles. Should, yeah, maybe you should like, maybe it's nostalgia, not Stockholm syndrome. I don't know. <laughs> that just, that seems a little dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, my keeping tabs, I had several from You've Got Mail. Uh, since things were done in different times, I was trying to mm. like, kind of like get a general feel yeah, for yeah. the time frame. Yeah. Um, but I learned that Meg Ryan hadn't owned a computer before this movie. This was the first time she'd actually interacted with a computer yeah. while filming this one. Um, and then I was also, there's, speaking of weird, like, things that old men do in movie or men do in movies with women, there was a reference in this to the grandpa, um, saying that Cecilia was too young to date, but he maybe dated her anyway. And... Then there's this like the dad care. So there's like the grandpa that was talking about dating a girl that was too young for him, but he was, she was real pretty. And then there was like the grant, then, then, then his son jokes around about dating all of the, the nannies, like Tom Hanks when he was a boy, mm-hmm. like whatever, then the, his nannies. And so then he was like really into to like younger women and like he kept changing down to younger and younger. And the woman, uh, then like this woman that he was about to marry or had just married was flirting with Tom Hanks the whole time, even mm-hmm. though it was technically like her stepmom. Mm-hmm. There was just this super inappropriate, awkward sexual stuff happening in this one that was really uncomfortable to watch. I mean, you look back at the history of especially music and just the 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 way that male vocalists sexualize young females. Like, even the Beatles, right? Like, and I saw her standing there. He was just 17. You know what I mean. You know, like, it's like that, that whole thing is... It was, Very it was weird. So I was trying horrible. to like look up like what was, like how old was the ground? I was trying to find out like time periods mm-hmm. and stuff and make some sort of like reference about it. On Honestly, at the end of it, I felt so gross and icky. I didn't even want it to be in a script to bring attention to it in yeah. a way. But like trigger warnings, it's, it's, it, that part got pretty awkward yeah. for me. And I ended up just kind of like, you know, whatever. There was yeah. also a reference to like Meg was, um, basically what i was trying to do is make one combined joke of all of the weird things that were happening but it was too bulky because there was another moment when meg references that uh she's practically living with him but the wording of that is so weird because he was living with her 
So that's even kind of like a weird, just male dominant thinking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But like I said, ultimately I ended up just kind of scrapping all of the things. And um, I just think we, as a culture, it's, it takes a long time to deal with the natural consequences of the patriarchy. You know what I mean? Like the the natural consequences of the power dynamic, uh, because it's just the way the world has worked in the past, you know, girls were married off in, in, you know, at 14 or 15, you know what I mean? So we're trade goods. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, we're just childbearing. Not in 1998. Well, no, but but that is how but long it still but it lingers, can, right? That it just lingers, mm-hmm. just the, in the culture. It's just the consequences of it. Well, yeah, yeah that's true. Because like his dad, the Dabney Coleman character, when he was a kid, it would have been a certain yeah. way, and then when the grandfather was a kid, and that's why you know. that's why it's so important to continue. I think as a culture to continue to wrestle with these things, because yeah. if we pretend it's better now, we're not wrestling with those lingering consequences. It goes for racism as well, right? Like all of these things that our culture has to wrestle with, we still have to look in the dark ugly face of i, I don't know i'm kind of like thinking here as i'm thinking of this. there's some really beautiful things about this movie, and here we are talking about it again and i'm sorry but like so you've got this grandfather and then you've got this father who chases younger women and even the dad even references when tom hanks breaks up with his girlfriend mm-hmm. the dad even references if he can go date her or would he like her like hey would i like her yeah like and Tom is like, uh, okay, dad. And it makes it kind of awkward. But then you think about like what Tom is taking forward. Tom had a girlfriend that he was living with and was basically affairing it up on the internet with somebody and like dropped her to go chase after someone else. So there's just this like, there was just this interesting stuff. And I guess maybe that's just how our culture is. We want to talk about that substance rather than the silly love story part right. of it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, not, love isn't necessarily silly and some love can be fantastical and amazing. And, you know, some things about that movie, like I mentioned, were really good. Like even Chris talked about how uh, good Ryan, Meg Ryan was in this movie. This is the type of movie that was her bread and butter. But mm-hmm. like the performance of this wasn't as memorable. Maybe it's because of these things. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway. No, that's great stuff. You know, what, you know, one thing I did really like, though, you're talking about like odd scenes like that, that scene where Greg Kinnear and Meg Ryan's characters break up. I thought that was great. I did, too. I, I really like that, too. I think too. there's a lot of relationships that end that way, where it's just like, we just, well, we're done. Like, we don't love each other anymore. Well, the, the good thing about that scene was that they, um, they did it in like a loving way. Yeah. Where they're like, do you, you don't love me, do you? Oh, good. I don't love you either. And then there was this like this relief and then the smile like, well, do you love someone else? And it was just sort of like a care for each other thing. Yeah. Whereas I feel like now in, in movies and stuff, there has to be this dramatic thing that happened that gives you a reason to leave rather than just realizing you don't have any lasting deep emotions for someone or, or a desire to stay with them. Yeah, because so. I think a lot of people like I've heard this with a lot of, you know, couples that live together, maybe aren't married or even ones that get married, you know, it, it's kind of becomes almost they become more like roommates than a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was kind of the situation they were presenting with those two. Like neither one of them. I mean, he was he was a little he was a little bougie and everything, but um, and they didn't make sense together. But I love. Yeah, I just love that moment because there's that one part, too, where he even says, but on paper, we're so great together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, which you guys send, which yeah. is great. <laughs> yeah, that was Chris did a great job on that one. Hey, remember we were talking about keeping tabs and then we went back to talking about You've Got Mail? Sorry about that, Aaron. <laughs> no, that's how it works. Yeah, apparently we love You've Got Mail. It's an A. <laughs> it's I'm just an kidding. A. Jonathan, what's uh, what's your keeping tab? Okay, so in Spider-Man: Far From Home, there is a bit where um, Nick Fury, um, the Samuel Jackson character, he ends up um, 
shooting uh, Peter's friend Ned and roommate and uh, wherever they are at that point, Venice or whatever, uh, shooting him with a tranquilizer dart. Yeah. And knocking him out. And for some reason, and we didn't use a lot of this, we ended up doing kind of a variation on this, but I did some research on tranquilizer darts because I had remembered reading an article years ago on crack of all the websites that just talked about, um, like, it was essentially what I found out with the article was essentially like uh, um, things that happen in movies that could cause death but don't. And uh, tranquilizer darts were a big one because, like, you know, you have, like, a, a tranquilizer dart or sedative. So, like, most people that would get hit with that, you'd either be a little woozy, but you wouldn't, like, knock out immediately, or you would probably just instantly die. Yeah. Um, there, there's not a lot of in-between. And the way a sedative works is it suppresses your brain functions, and it basically artificially induces a coma. But the amount for you would be very specific. Right. This so, is why like, the, they get paid real, real big bucks at the hospital. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This, you have anesthesi- anesthesiologists. I, I know I said that wrong. No, but, you didn't. Um, I, you said my, it right. My, 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 uh, my, my slight Southern accent won't let me say certain Anesthesiologist. Words. Yeah, anesthesiologist. Um, so like, you know, Nick Fury would have no way to know that Ned was going to be the one that he was going to have to trank. Um, and how much and so to I just administer. thought that was a little odd. Like, yeah. you know, he could have he could have very easily killed him. But this is like all movies are like this, like, you know, old school where Will Ferrell shoots himself in the throat. And, uh, you know, you see this in movies over and over. And I just thought that was interesting that um, and then and then even if it only did knock you unconscious, like Danae was talking about, if you didn't have an anesthesiologist, <laughs> anesthesiologist. Um, you, you could very easily die um, even while you're sleeping, because if you weren't being monitored. Yeah. Um, so anyways, yeah, so I just kind of did a, a deep dive into, um, uh, why movies don't know how tranquilizer darts work. <laughs> nice. Or sedatives, I guess. That's Very right. nice. All right, let's move on to, uh, the comment section. I what you're I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. Uh, let's each pick a comment to respond to from the week's videos, as well as a question from you. Danae, what's your comment this week? Uh, from You've Got Mail from Kyler Devin said, Just want to put this out there. Never go from one of these videos to watching porn. All you can hear in your head oh. is the voice count flaws throughout the video. <laughs> I just want to really good advice very nice what about you jonathan oh this was actually from you've got mail i thought this was really interesting uh a take on it this was uh andural i that's how i'm gonna pronounce it said gotta give props to the movie though they actually generated a genuine conflict between the two leads most romantic comedies they fall madly in love from the get-go and then manufacture some bullshit conflict halfway through to justify them breaking up and yada yada here the biggest problem is they both admit more information than you likely would in real life but they otherwise do a decent job of showing the conflict without lazily half-assing it like nearly every romantic movie does. There you go. I don't know that I agree with all of that, but I thought that was a very interesting uh, take on the material. I'm... I'm, I, I guess I'm kind of surprised people think that much about this movie. Well, apparently we do. We've had like two separate deep know, discussions on this movie. I'm sorry. No, well, you don't Meg, have to apologize. Tom Hanks is my favorite actor, yeah. and Meg Ryan is one of my favorites. Oh. She is like next to the word adorable in the dictionary. I always see a picture of Meg Ryan in, in my head. Like she is, and then unfortunately, just stopped getting hired. Yeah. Yeah. What is that about? There's got to be Hollywood. Some- 
some tea or uh, something. I don't did know. Some, did some movies that didn't do so well. Uh, my comment comes to us from the Spider-Man video. It's AJS Catman. It uh, says, when Mysterio's drones are a better reality stone than the actual reality stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was hilarious because mm-hmm. it's so true. Um, basically, he can do anything with those drones. and, uh, and They're magical drones. I want like, one for Christmas. Like having the reality stone. So I thought that was a really clever and comment. Uh, we'll move into your questions for the week. I guess I'll start here. I got some some toe pictures. <gasps> I finally got some toe pictures. No, you didn't. I did. I got two two sets. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> living his living oh his best god. life. Uh, yeah, Quentin Tarantino would love my inboxes last week. Oh god! Um, so what is happening gross. right now? <laughs> so anyhow, uh, let me just say this about the pictures I got. I was absolutely one hundred percent correct. You guys are wrong. Your toes are not doing the same thing. <laughs> that you think they're doing like they're not doing the thing that's on that rick and morty tow truck uh your toes bend in an interesting way that's cool like you have good toe dexterity i was very impressed with your toe dexterity uh the way that you can keep your big toe up and bend all your other toes uh quite a bit but they are not flat against the bottom of your foot where your entire toe up to the second knuckle is uh parallel to your your the heel of your foot like that's just not happening so um, I, I agree people's toes do different things, but I also still think the sin stands. So until I'm proven otherwise, keep sending your toe so, pictures. So far, <laughs> to no behind one's the sins got pod. the ape grip going <laughs> That's on. That's right. Behind the sins pod at gmail.com. All your pictures are welcome there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I want to say nice. I'm not monitoring that email anymore. That lasted for one week. That's right. So send away. Not that I have a tophobe, but right. Oh, yeah. that's funny. That's yeah. amazing. Oh, dude, I do. I don't. I'm no, not no. I'm probably admitting that. <laughs> All right. I do the not question, want to see feet pictures. The question this week also comes from the email. Uh, this is from Joel, who says, uh, "Which of the streaming services do you think has the best original content?" I find myself always being drawn to Amazon Prime with things like Jack Ryan and Mrs. Maisel. Uh, by the way, before we start, I, I will say I actually just watched the latest seasons of Jack Ryan and Mrs. Maisel the last uh, couple of weeks now that my movie binge is uh, through for nice. the year. So I caught up on those. Uh, and Jack Ryan was okay. And Mrs. Maisel was great. So yeah, I, I haven't seen either there. yet. My wife just watched, just binged all three seasons of Mrs. Maisel. Oh, it's and so it's, good. She said it's one of the best things she's ever seen. Oh, it's so good. It's so, so, it's really, really good. Yeah. She just couldn't wait for me, apparently. So uh, that's fine. What do you think, Jonathan? What's uh, what's the streaming service Man, that has the best I, quality original stuff? I can't. It's still Netflix, right? I mean, it has to be Netflix. I, I mean, I granted, Amazon Prime, I think, is definitely... Uh, sticking its foot in the game but like as far as just the quantity and the quality i mean just this year alone you had unbelievable you had sex education russian doll when they see us dead to me the society new seasons of big mouth dark stranger things bojack horseman yeah Uh, the witcher the witcher just premiered which i watched a couple episodes of and enjoyed lost in space is about to have its second season black mirror Um, and then and then movies um, you know, I mean, Marriage Story, Irishman, Two Popes, Highwaymen, Atlantics. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I can't get away from Netflix Dolomite. on that question now. I do think it's possible something will overtake it at some point. Maybe HBO Max. Well, that's maybe a- Disney Plus will do a little more uh, stuff that's not reality shows. I think you, I think HBO Max, uh, if mm-hmm. if it was already a legitimate streaming service, in, in that was my question because, like, when you talk about streaming service, I do think about like Hulu. I think about well, Amazon. Hulu 
I think about Hulu Netflix, right? I think about those because those are this, those are to me clear. Mm-hmm. But then you've got like HBO Go. That's a streaming app, but it's for a channel. But right. and so we're in that weird sort of phase where you've got all of these. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like they're doing their own thing they're, that you I can go on and get HBO Go right now and stream mm-hmm. uh, Watchmen, Game shows. of Thrones, yeah. Euphoria, which I haven't watched a lot of those. But I've heard people talk about how amazing they are, like Chernobyl's on there. Let's see. Mrs. Fletcher, you guys have talked about. Big Little Lies, Westworld. Bear. Like, there's lots that you guys have. I've heard you guys talk about. No, you're right. So I the took this from... question to be specific to streaming services yeah. that don't have their own channels. Right. And so so here's 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 where I would draw the difference. Uh, CBS All Access, right, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. a streaming service. Correct. It is owned by Viacom. It's a CBS company that produces a lot of shows on their TV channels right but they also mm-hmm. have a star trek show that is original content yeah for their streaming i would totally service. count cbs access so, in this conversation so that's it. but hbo still hasn't launched now when hbo max comes out they are going to start launching streaming, streaming only, only shows, shows. correct okay, yeah you. like there, there's a new there's a new gossip girl show that's going to be on okay. there and many many things have been announced well, that then was I just the thing that's got to be netflix right yeah I, I think I think Netflix, it is Netflix. I, I, I mean, don't Hulu, know. Who, I don't really go to Hulu for that much original no. content. No, I couldn't I really don't think of much. I, I don't either. The and the only uh, I I have gone Amazon Prime for some children's show. Like one of my favorites mm-hmm. is Tumbleleaf. I love that show. Iris loves that show. So you know, there's good stuff everywhere. But I I don't usually think about Amazon as a streaming service for for content. And I. But this email reminds me that I should. And it may and, just be my TV, but in the streaming wars, Amazon Prime has the worst user interface. I hate Amazon. Uh, I don't. I don't like YouTube TV for that same reason. Yeah, I don't mind YouTube TV. Not, but... not like a streaming service, but just as, a, as far as their mm-hmm. interface, I don't. I don't like their interface. Yeah. But... What about Amazon's? Inter- I'm, I'm kind of curious because I, I. I mean, I don't know. What is it about Amazon's it's interface? It's just ugly and clunky, and I. I always have to search for what I. I mean, Mrs. Maisel is like their biggest show, and I can't find it anywhere on my front page and i have to go search gotcha. for everything um and you're it's, not alone there's actually reddit threads about it being yeah. the worst it's the netflix user is making me awful. mad though because uh a lot of the times when you go on the netflix app it just starts something yeah that doesn't um, bother like me what, too much whatever they're advertising at the top yeah, like, a like i had two popes start on me like five times and i was trying to watch something else this weekend you, you know what they just uh they just instituted was for netflix when you sign in and you pick your user account you can mm-hmm. either pick uh continue or browse have you seen that and so no. if you click continue, it just goes into whatever you were watching last. Um, Interesting. And if you click browse, it'll take you to the home screen. So this is one way to avoid that. Cool. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, I think Netflix is the answer. Uh, Disney Plus is too new. You know, yeah. the, I love Encore, but it's no way it's that one show is going in The Mandalorian. You know, no way those two shows are going to compete with. Yeah. You know, Once every- they start doing like their Marvel shows and um, right. the Willow show. And I mean, maybe some of that stuff will be we'll, we'll move it up. But yeah. Thank you, Joel, for the question. We appreciate it. Uh, if you've got a question for us, you can email us behind the sins pod at gmail.com. And I don't mean to confuse you, but we do have new emails you can use as well if it's easier for you to remember. Uh, if it's easier for you to remember BTS at, at uh, cinemasins.com or behind the sins at cinemasins.com, all those will get to me. So Also, uh, Queen of Tots at... No, kidding. <laughs> So, uh, again, that's at cinemasins.com. So, like, if you do BTS, at cinemasins.com, that'll get. So, however it does, uh, we will uh, continue to enjoy answering your questions. Uh, Let's move on to Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. 
All right, let's take a look at something else in the world of pop culture that we've seen recently. Uh, Jonathan, why don't you go first? Okay, um, so the other movie, I guess, that had a wide release this weekend, not called Cats or Star Wars, um, was Bombshell, which I saw. And, um, you know, this movie, I mean, I guess it's overall getting good reviews, but it seems like even the good reviews are, are, are kind of along the lines of the performances are good. The, uh, the storyline is interesting, but they just kind of gloss over it. I don't know. I, um, I, I quite liked this movie a lot. Yeah, I really enjoyed um, I it. I thought this was a really, uh, I thought this was a pretty powerful movie. Um, it, it, for those that don't know, it's about the sexual allegations that popped up at Fox News. I think it was... I know 2016 was when he was actually let go. Yeah. Uh, but around 2015, 2016, uh, the the Fox News founder, Roger Ailes, uh, was uh, sued by initially Gretchen Carlson, um, and then other women came forward. Um, and in this movie, Nicole Kidman plays Gretchen Carlson. Charlize Theron plays Megan Kelly. No, no, no. You said that, I'm Rob- sorry. You said I'm that sorry? wrong. You said that wrong. Charlize uh, Theron actually is Megan Kelly in this movie. I just I just wanted to clear that up. Oh, she, yeah, though. That's that's a fair point. She's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she really is. Uh, all three of them are. Yeah. Yeah. For uh, sure. Margot Robbie plays a character named Kayla uh, Pospisil, is how I'm going to pronounce it. It's not a real person, but she's kind of, uh, I guess, a composite of multiple people that yeah. do exist that were involved in this. Um, yeah, but like you said, um, Theron is ridiculous. I mean, she just, and like, I remember when I saw the previews to this, I, I didn't even recognize it was her and I didn't at yeah. the time know she was playing Megan Kelly. Yeah. Um, she spends like three hours a day getting ready to be Megan Kelly. Oh my yeah. God. I well, mean, she, her she voice, nails her it. delivery. It's just, it's mind blowing. She is, she is a talent and we already knew that, but she continues to prove it over and over again. Yeah. I mean, um, but I, I thought all three of them were in their own way were, were pretty great. Like they were all doing very different things with their characters. In fact, my favorite scene, I tweeted about this. There's a scene where Gretchen Carlson is not my favorite scene necessarily, but a really good scene. There's a scene where Gretchen Carlson is in a grocery store, I think. Mm-hmm. And she is approached by a woman played by uh, Katie Azelton, who is actually the a wife of um, all of a sudden. I can't think of his name. It's the guy that plays Charlie Theron's husband in the movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, uh, he's oh Duplass. Uh, yeah, I was going to say it's Mark Duplass, right? Mark Duplass. Mark Duplass. Yeah. Um, that or at least that was his wife in real life. I assume it still is. But um, um, she approaches Gretchen Carlson. She's even got, I think, a baby with her and uh, just uh, kind of I mean, not an attacker, but definitely lets her know that, you know, she just she can't stand her and she can't stand Fox News and all that stuff. And uh, Nicole Kidman just kind of waves her off and just says, I hope you're happy with yourself. <laughs> yeah. As she walks away. And it's a really small thing, but I, I tweeted some something about it. it kind of it was like it was like twitter personified cinematically mm-hmm. um and it was it was kind of beautiful in a weird way um i had some other people tweet back at me that they read the scene a little differently but they did really like the scene but um yeah it's just it's a really it's just a really fascinating story i didn't know that much about um and i i hate to try to speculate whether or not i'm, I'm sure some of this was for dramatic purposes the way the order of everything but um there's really interesting character work in here i love the way theron plays kelly where she's grappling with whether or not um, or what she's grappling with how she should play the situation right um and and i and i mean i know there's probably a lot of people that would be like you should have come forward years ago or you shouldn't even be thinking about it you should just come forward now but i mean there is there there are stakes there um there are real stakes there for her career and um um, and she she wants to know what's true and what's not. You know, she really wants to find out what exactly is going on because they bring up a lot of interesting things about Ailes where, you know, he's got this persona that he, you know, he helps uh, the underprivileged and uh, the, you know, the physically 
challenged. And, you know, he's, he's, he's given a lot to charities and there's all, you know, there's all that kind of stuff that's brought up about him. And it was really interesting seeing how, um, the women in the workplace, uh, kind of corralled around him at first. Yeah. And we're defending him at first. And uh, just, I don't know, it's just the whole thing is just really interesting. And maybe the movie doesn't dive all the way in, but it it definitely dove in enough uh, for me. It, it got my attention. And I think it's one of the better movies that have uh, come out in 2019. So there you I go. agree. I agree. I really enjoyed it. I think it's really well done and worth watching. Eight mm-hmm. prosthetic pieces on her face. Yeah. Oh, my God. Really? Mm-hmm. That then had to be, uh, makeup had to be applied over the top of them to make them blend into her face. And then um, eyelashes put on in specific places to help change the look of her eye shape. Yeah, I feel like I feel like uh, Charlize watched um, Christian Bale do Dick Cheney last year and was like, you know, hold my beer. You know, like that whole thing, like, you know, watch me do this. So, uh, you know, hold my prosthetics. It's also interesting, too, because she um, has been very public about like her thoughts on playing the role too so if you're interested because mm-hmm. it's such obviously like there's truth to what's going on and what you're seeing and then there's also an element of drama to it at the same time so um it's kind of cool to see her talking about that publicly yeah and yeah and i think it's worth a watch what do you got today i have another video game come at me listen i have <laughs> loved 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 all of the responses i'm getting almost mm-hmm. weekly i get somebody who is catching up on you know episodes and they're finding um games that they're really really mm-hmm. enjoying yeah so Super, super excited. Um, I have not talked about this game, although uh, I should have by now. This is one. This is one of the games I play every single day, um, and it's definitely one you're like, oh, roll your eyes, maybe. But it's Brawl Stars. This is from like the Clash Royale world. If you don't know my gaming backstory, I was the leader of a really big clan on Clash Royale um, for years and stuff like this. And then I kind of needed to like walk away from it whenever I had my baby because it was running a guild is very time consuming. And so Mm -hmm. I did. I walked away from that um, and they released Brawl Stars, which scratches this itch perfectly where you can be in a group if you want to. But your success in the game is not dependent on on people necessarily like you can still team up with a few people how big is clash of clans like that like that whole family of games you know like people playing it's pretty big right oh my god probably one of the biggest one of the biggest mobile games yeah yeah yeah. yeah. it's huge the supercell is the ones who create it they Mm -hmm. have their whole esports thing um so this is like one of those games where when you get into it there's a lot that you can get overwhelmed by this is definitely not the simplistic solitaire I, i dabbled and then i was like there's too much here um, I don't have the time to be awesome at this. But Supercell does a really good job of simplifying <laughs> what you see when you start. Uh, so um, it's different than Clash Royale. If you're a Clash Royale person, you know, this is one where it's like you versus one other person in real time mm-hmm. and you're defending your castles. This is a totally different style game. This is you and two other people with weapons going to kill the others <laughs> in a map. Um, they have different gaming styles. There's ones where you're playing soccer. There's ones where it's everyone for themselves. You've, you've shown me this. It reminds me. What's the Nintendo game with the like the paint guns? Um, it reminds me of that hmm. uh, where it's like this, this almost kind of a capture your flag type yeah, battle. Yeah, there's a capture flag. Yeah. There's ones where you build a robot as fast as you can by collecting pieces and get a super robot and then try to go attack a base. Uh, They're all like little timed uh, um, matches, though. So you can spend uh, about five minutes playing and be done for the day or you can get obsessed and play and play and play. Of course, there's different characters that you unlock. Some shoot guns like shotgun style. Some shoot them long distance. Some use their fists and pummel up close. Uh, so there's all these different kinds of tunes. And of course, 
you upgrade them as you go. But I think that's what Supercell does really, really well is it's it's fun to look at. It's bright and colorful. And the gameplay is smooth. And it makes sense what you're doing. There's a lot of games out there where it's just not, it doesn't make sense. You have to really spend a lot of time finding how you're going to upgrade or what you're going to do, blah, blah, blah. This is kind of it. It does a really good job. So anyway, I have created a CinemaSins um, group. If you want to join me, I'm there every single day. Uh, We can become friends. You can team up with people and all play around together. I'm not making commitments that I'll be able to do that. But if you want to find a place to be and just hang out, um, just search for CinemaSins on the game. I'm sure you'll find me. Uh, if, If I have done something wrong, just tweet at me. Let me know. But anyways, this is one of my most favorite games to play. Um, again, it's called Brawl Stars. Very nice. When I mentioned that Nintendo game, I heard a million voices crying out to their MP3 players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is Splatoon. Splatoon. Uh, is the name of that game. Okay. Uh, my Beyond the Sins is a little movie called Cats. Uh, I did. did you see it? <laughs> yes. Oh, um, I think I saw I your tweet. Wait, can we get oh, Jen on to talk I, about it? <laughs> we probably should. I if she were home, I would definitely have her on to that talk was, about that it. That was the tweet of the weekend, oh by the way. God. Maybe even of the year. Yeah, no, we were on our way home, and she just looked at me, and she said, we live way too sober a lifestyle to appreciate that movie. It's <laughs> so funny. Um, so Was it really bad? Everyone's saying it's, it's horrible. so bad. No, it's oh, it's no. so bad. It's, it's so very, very bad. I wanted and, it to be good. Now, what's your experience? with the original musical well i just like music (laughs) right Uh, and i like cats and i like dancing there's only one person in my universe that i thought might get something out of this and it's you really no honestly it's me because i'm the answer (laughs) because it is i mean fantastical yes it's fantastical there's very weird you know stuff going on have you seen the trailer even yeah when they lick their crotch super weird (laughs) yes that was the part specifically I thought Danae would love. Um, no, but there's just there's something about it that's just so off-putting, so weird, so strange. But you are. What do so... you mean by off-putting? You mean like the visual, uh, like the 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 uh, CGI? I mean several things. Oh, okay. I mean the CGI, which by the way wasn't finished. They're right. actually re-releasing. Yeah. Well, there there always are going to be hands, but there were hands that were obviously in costume jackets. Yeah. You know. Yeah. As opposed to blended in, uh-huh. uh, which they are other times. I was reading about that. I'm like, whoa, guys. <laughs> so they're re-releasing it uh, with updated digital effects. Uh, Somebody so, getting fired. So that's, well, nobody's getting fired. Tom Hooper was literally editing this the day it came out. Like, you know, like if they. Why are they rushing it? Because they thought they would be in award season and they had to get oh, it out by the end of the year. No. And they were delusional. <laughs> so. Okay. So anyways, that's off-putting. The, the effect of human cats has always been off-putting. It was well, off-putting on Broadway, right? Like it's well, just. Well, but at least there it's like you can tell it's people as cats well on broadway you have to do it that way if you're gonna have human Mm -hmm. actors you can't digitally change them on broadway but but look at like lion king on broadway right that's insanely beautiful right like those characters are mind-blowing but can you imagine those characters then that doing that lion king as a movie yeah. Like how different that would, how weird that would be and, and different Maybe. that would be. I don't know. I have to see this. Too. So anyways. If, um, it's, if it's storyline, if it's music, if all that stuff like well, falls apart. Well, and that's apart. the thing. That stuff has never made sense. The Cats musical does not make sense. There's yes, no. Yes, it pl- does. There's one magical day a year where all of the cats oh, no. get together and they battle or whatever. And, what is and a they- <laughs> Jellicle cat? Can somebody just tell me? Jellicle, songs for Jellicle cats. <laughs> 
Okay, I was right. I was 100% right. There is one person in my life who might actually enjoy this. I don't remember anything about it. I saw the play in high school at our local, like at TPAC, Tennessee Performing Arts Center. And um, I don't remember a single thing about it other than there's a song called Memory. (laughs) Yes, that is the only good thing about this musical is that is a beautiful song. And I kind of like the Mr. Mistopheles song. I like the never has there ever been ever a cat as magical as the mystical Mr. Mistopheles or whatever. I like the alliteration in it. Mm -hmm. I do. I I for one actually don't mind Andrew Lloyd Webber stuff. I I like Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy Evita. Um, you know I can dig uh, Joseph. He did Joseph of the Technicolor Dreamcoat, didn't he? I don't remember. Anyways, Sounds I, right. I I have enjoyed his stuff. I do not get cats at all to mm-hmm. begin with, so I'm already in the hole. My wife and I just kept looking at each other, <laughs> just like, what is going on? Why are we here? It, the biggest sin is it's just boring. It's just not like oh, to have sad. something that weird also be boring is almost impossible, but they pull it off. Yeah, I think so, I think the whole premise, and I'm not a cats expert, is that all the cats gather together and they just like it's a talent show and they have a talent it's a show, cat talent show to, to see, ascend to heaven to see who can get another life yeah yeah like the the extra cat life yeah mm-hmm. which apparently means getting in a hot air balloon and ascending above the chapel or if you're on the live stage there's like a thing that opens up out of the ceiling and then like light comes out and the tones are just all weird and different um i actually liked some of the stuff james corden was doing i like how he played mm-hmm. with the tone the way he played at it but everybody else is taking it very seriously and you know i don't know it's just yeah it's it's as crazy and weird and horrible as everybody says it is and Danae might like it <laughs> um weber did do joseph and the amazing technical yeah, dream coat. So. and he also did jesus christ superstar yes yes he did and uh he did the recent school of rock i didn't know that i did not know that either uh so there you go there are my thoughts on cats uh and that's gonna wrap it up for behind the sins this week uh thank oh, wait you. what do you recommend it or <laughs> <laughs> Danae. Yes, I highly recommend the two popes uh, when we're talking about cats. That's funny. It's going to do it for Behind the Scenes this week. Don't forget to make sure you are subscribed. Go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. And you can hang out with us on Twitter at BTS is the main Twitter, but our individual Twitters, we'd love to hear you there as well. I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae Says. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, and myself, we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BehindTheSinsPod at gmail.com and be sure to subscribe or message us at Twitter and be sure to visit CinemaSins.com. But you know, sometimes people do the thing with the other thing and it's fine. It doesn't even matter because there's stuff that happens and it's great. I'm talking and you're moving things and stuff is happening and then I don't know what I'm gonna do. Oh, there's smooching. Oh, there's smooching. You is such love. There's a makeout session happening on the floor. Ah. It was fine. Everything was fine. Everything is fine. Everything is great. Everything is fine. Everything is great. Everything is fine. Everything is great. Everything is fine. What? Does this sound so good, Aaron? No. Is this your favorite sound you've ever heard? Okay, well, let's do a show, yo. You you feel like you sound a little better? I do feel like I sound a little better. Yeah, I changed it. 
I'm sorry. A little bit of the gate. You poor guy. But what's again, what's nice is I'm starting to understand it a little bit. I'm starting to understand our processors. There's so many knobs and they turn There's so many so directions. Many. Well, each of them turn two well, directions. It's left but... or right, but you know. <laughs> Hi, Jonathan. Excuse me. I did not mean to yawn that loud. Are we already are we already ready for a nap already? I think I got up about six thirty. Which I, I didn't need I didn't have to today because, you know, daughter's out of school, my wife's out of work for the holidays. Uh, I mean, she's not out of work. She's right. uh, off work. <laughs> I knew what you meant. <laughs> Christmas Eve, it's like uh, ever since Mackenzie's been born, it just kind of worked out to where Christmas Eve is just the three of us. So uh, we usually just have a nice dinner, watch a movie or something. Tomorrow for me, I am spending the first half of the day cooking and, mm. and baking. Yeah. The second half of the day is the first of two major family events. Because uh, that's a lot, and you have like two big events two days in a row. Yeah. So let me. So you're baking, and then you have two big events on Christmas Eve day. Uh, Christmas Eve, and then directly the next day, it just it starts. Mm-hmm. So this is this is the issue when you don't move away, <laughs> right? Like this. Well, this year we have family well, coming into town. Well, my family's here, and I'm. I mean, we're fine. Do you have people at your house or? No, thank God, no. Now listen. <laughs> oh well, they, you know, I I would I would argue that that's awesome. Well, we we have had people out to our house before, and I actually yeah. enjoy it because it incentivizes us to clean. But mm-hmm. right now, our house is like bachelorette bachelor insanity. It it's in, mm-hmm. it's the most, you guys are married though, right? Like it's the most <laughs> insane, gross house that it's ever been. It's you're just you're this, a married couple living as bachelors and bachelorettes. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, it's bad. It's real, real, real bad. She got to see Santa uh, over the weekend. It's the first couple of years she just didn't know anything but just to sit on this person's lap and look at him, you know. This year she's like, that's a stranger and I don't know how I feel mm-hmm. about this. And also she's very punchy. So I gave it a 50-50 shot. She would like take a swing at Santa. Yeah, I was going to say, just to be clear, when you say punchy, you don't mean like energetic. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you mean Have she I... punches people. Yep. <laughs> But I told Justin after this this trip, I'm like, we're not doing it this way next year. We're going to do something different. We will go, well, but we're not doing it this way. Too. Like yeah. if you went like a week earlier, it might have been a lot different. Oh yes, and and see you, for him, he's like, no, we're going to go see Santa right before Christmas because that's cool. And I'm like, it's also yeah insane. And listen, that's when Santa's the most stressed right before Christmas. <laughs> he's got a lot on his mind. He's been peed on so many times at that point. <laughs> But the cool thing was that was, you know, one thing we did. We also drove around and saw some cool light displays. Um, They have like the Santa Safari where you can pay for like a VIP experience. We're going to do this next year. We didn't do it this year. Or you can like meet reindeer and feed them. So when you said Santa Safari, I (laughs) imagined a whole bunch of Santas galloping across the plains and... (laughs) Yes. And a few Santa lions, you right. know, prowling around. That's really disturbing imagery. <laughs> They've already got the, the big manes, just, you know, bleach out their manes white, uh, uh, put a little Santa uh, hat on so them. That's so scary. Their, their bellies will wiggle around like a bowl full of Joe. emu. I don't know. What, what do lions Blubber. eat? Blubber. <laughs> yeah. We also went to, our condo had an indoor pool, like a heated indoor pool kind of a thing. So we went swimming, or I should say Justin and Iris went swimming and I watched. And I took a seven minute video uh, of the lifeguard, what I thought was taking a nap, but turns out she was scrolling her smartphone. Oh. So I successfully avoided a very angry confrontation. I just want I want some brownie points for that because I about straight marched over there and gave her the what for. But yeah. instead, I did the uh, passive aggressive. I'll talk to your manager situation. So. Oh, sure. When you videotape the lifeguard for five minutes, <laughs> you don't get in trouble. <laughs> 
You know, for us, Christmas week is full of traditions. Uh, my kids are older, and so we have had many years to develop these traditions, and they kind of mm-hmm. pile on top of each other. So our, our Christmas Eve day is packed. And now with kids who work, like full-time work schedules, yeah. it becomes uh, a bit crazy. Uh, but we did manage, I think, to find a spot on you know New Year's Eve day where we can go do our hibachi grill tradition. Uh, I'm going to come just join you on New Year's then. I want I want hibachi. Well, it's you'll miss it because it's actually Christmas Eve. I miss miss. Okay, I'm going to so. come tomorrow. I'll see you <laughs> about 10 a.m. Yep. You can do it. You can make it. You know what, Jonathan? <laughs> Feel free. We'll 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 get you in. It's a it's a great meal. Hey, can but, but uh, here in the end too, uh, we're on um, YouTube. Our uh, podcast is now on YouTube. Yeah, on the Syncast channel, and we are starting to get comments on our show. Oh, another so, place to check. Yeah, another place for us to go if we want to find comments. So, like Ryan K, a couple of days ago, uh, commented on. Uh, episode number 10 said can always count on you guys for a laugh and to make my day also the college girlfriend jokes are some of my favorites too so just some kind of fun stuff is happening there is made in doing the the artwork and whatnot yes yeah awesome yep i've been working in the back end with that uh getting everything approved working in the back end is what my college girlfriend (laughs) said oh lord (laughs) walked right into that one okay you're gonna talk about you've got mail all right let's move on to you you've got that what (laughs) Danae's voice. <laughs> is that like, is that Danish? Oh, I don't know. I just make uh, up it, stuff. It, close. It's Danaeish. <laughs> oh, and there you go. It's Danaeish. It's also really like sexual. Like it's just the way they play That's it. That's what I've is, heard. Really? Yeah. It's all, it's uncomfortable. Like, like I feel like so. they're, they're, somebody's a furry. Like somebody <laughs> is into this. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 